just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. I'm Dom and I've seen 54 episodes of One Tree Hill. And I'm Taylor and I've seen One Tree Hill probably about seven times over. And tonight's episode for debate is season three, episode nine, How a Resurrection really feels keeping up the appearances error reconfiguring perspective nephew i'm here to adjust yours gonna have problems with her hands so yeah. she can pick up plates and not feel that they're boiling you uh-huh. know she's got asbestos fingers they're gonna be rough what is that is that a like, crow's foot what the fuck at the cafe like can i can i see something italian can i see that it had an impact on you can i see that what keith and lucas went through for them six weeks that you were away were worth it karen karen you want the person you've become then do something about it because no one's gonna do it for you karen Wild dreams are born. Wait, why are you making this shit up? What you, what's wrong with you? Be, no, not Philip. Felix. <laughs> Felix not working. Felix, it's over. <laughs> the Asna's doing you wonders. I watched him have a shit in an alley and I watched him kiss his first girlfriend. Must have been a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> when do plans start living? Hello, mate. Hello, right, guys. How you doing, Boozy? That's a one dunk and you're done kind of biscuit. I'm not fucking about, mate. He's like, don't be mean, no, Simon. Okay. Listen, keep being mean. I'm going to make you call me Colonel, okay? ATM over here. You just become a raven. Love that. Love that. Love that. Don't in the snow. Keith, what is slab and beef? Absolutely. A los cuevos, a One Tree Hill podcast. Soy Simon, why me encanta One Tree Hill. Holiday. I was not expecting so hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 3, Episode 9, How a Resurrection Really Feels. Dom, we are here, but tonight is jam-packed and we are not alone, because Taylor is here. Taylor, Hello. Welcome. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. But also, my good friend, best friend, Dom is here. How are you, my man? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I've I've had an incredibly busy day at work. I got summoned to the office, which means going into London. So I have to spend the next three days in the office doing some stuff uh, because some work stuff has changed for me in a good way, not a bad way. So... Yes, I uh, literally rushed back from London 8. And here I am podcasting with you two. Yay! I won't want to be anywhere else. Yay! <laughs> but how are you, my very good friend, Simon? I'm Simon. good. I'm 
I'm good. Thank you. And Taylor, there is a London in Canada, London, Ontario. Are you anywhere near that? No, I'm very far from that. <laughs> Not good enough. I am Move in... house now. <laughs> we get lots of Ontario people move to BC, so you should all just move here instead. <laughs> is, 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 is British Columbia, is that sort of just north of Seattle, or am I getting that wrong? Yeah. Yeah, it's the one north of Washington. Mm, okay, so I, I, the summer camp I used to work at was on the the San Juan Islands. So it's just like down from Vancouver. So it's, yeah, it's kind of it's a beautiful part of the world that you're in. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I'm I'm uh, actually like I so I grew up kind of in the middle of BC, and then I spent eight years in Vancouver, um, just doing my my degree there and working. Uh, for the parks board there gardening and now i live in golden which is right in the rockies and it's uh there's already snow on the mountains and yeah it's quite chilly we've had a few frost mornings already so it's getting kind of cold <laughs> snowboard season is coming yeah <laughs> i actually just took a job up at the ski hill so that's kind of exciting so i'll get a free pass i'll be able to snowboard Whenever I want. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. that's, that's the life. That's the Johnny Tsunami life. Have you... Yeah. Uh, the, the question that's burning on Dom's lips is that he wants to know your history of One Tree Hill. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um. So I actually discovered it in grade 11. So back in 2000 and eight um we want to know how old i mean i didn't want to age you but now people could do the math but what (laughs) oh yeah how how old are you in grade 11 oh in grade 11 oh gosh i think i was i was 16 17 i think okay so you you were like for like for the characters age what they're supposed to be yeah so it was kind of cool i also um so i watched season i've got season one on the box set back then and um i watched it and i actually went on exchange to quebec in grade 11 so one tree hill i brought the season one and i watched it in french the whole time i was there just over and over season one over and over so that was kind of cool i learned um some french and I can, I mean, I probably couldn't quote One Tree Hill season one in French, but I can definitely quote a lot of it in English. (laughs) So yeah, it was kind of cool. And then from there, I just, I think I, so there was about three years where I just binged all of it because after three years, it was season nine. So I actually caught up enough that I watched season seven on tv like week by week Mm. so yeah that was cool but and so then you watched to the end in real time like week to week yeah and do you have a favorite season um well season four is my favorite um but season nine is a very very close second so i really enjoy season nine i'm a fan of season nine also i mean dom season nine must feel like a marathon away for you that you're excited it, it all feels far away for me to be to be honest when we started 
um, in like season one and everyone's like season three and season four and you know maybe a little bit season five and then it goes a bit and then season nine's great and I'm like oh, okay that's so far away but actually we're kind of getting to a really we're almost at like the midpoint of season three which is scary that's just gone so far so I as, oh, as yeah. far away as that seems I, I know in the blink of an eye that it will be here and, and suddenly we'll be in Wilmington and we'll be surrounded by thousands of, of people, of, of ravens and maybe like two or three pigeons and we'll be loving life. <laughs> It'll be wonderful. And... If there's a pigeon... Sorry, go on. Oh, no, no, go. If there's a pigeon, what are you going to do? I was going to say, if there's a, if there's a pigeon... <laughs> what are you going to do? Kill it. <laughs> Kill it. Make it a pie. <laughs> I was going to say, if there's a pigeon out there that's committed to the expenditure of flying to Wilmington and spending a whole like long weekend with us, you know, going to these landmarks where the filming locations and all of this stuff, and you're spending all of this money, but yet you will not spend $2 a month to be a raven, then we're going to have some very serious conversation on the commute between these two these different locations you're gonna sit next to me i'm gonna say buckle up i'm gonna say what the fuck's your problem (laughs) and then and then don will be the other side yeah or just the other side going (laughs) (laughs) for like non-stop just all the time they're taking that two dollars and putting it in a high interest savings account so they can just buy everything for us that weekend that's the deal i think should be there we go. If you're, not, if you're still a pigeon, you should be having enough savings so that we can all enjoy the weekend on their expense. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I mean, it, the it doesn't. It you know, it's not about any of the financial stuff because it really doesn't oh, yeah. uh, mount up to it. Like hardly any money at all. Like once we pay for like the podcast like platform, the certain what do you call it, the host and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> But we, it's, it's so the, we pay for you to listen. <laughs> basically, in the early days, we were making losses out here. But it's, it's the, uh, it's just like there's a level of commitment. Like someone said, you know what, this is good enough that I'm going to grab my bank card and put something into a website because I enjoy this that much. It doesn't. It wouldn't matter if we got it or not. I mean, I mean the. The tiny bit that we get, I used to buy more One Tree Hill stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, concrete. so yeah. Well, Dom, speaking of your uh, ability, gift, weapon, let's say, of being able to binge watch things so quickly. I was yeah. thinking this the other day because I've been trying to watch Dawson's Creek as quick as I can so mm-hmm. that we, to do these uh, episodes of the, like our mini series with Lex, I've been going for maybe four or five months. And like, honestly, whenever I get a moment, I put it on, you know, and I'm just coming to the end of season three. Like it takes me about six weeks to do a season. And you were telling me in conversation the other day. Oh no, it was on the podcast. You were saying you did SWAT or no. Yeah, you did SWAT. What was it? Was it SWAT or Chicago PD or fire or something? I did or SWAT. all of them. I did SWAT in a week. And then I got through to the almost to the end of season two of Chicago Fire in about a week as well such a good show I, i'm now nearly at the end of season four <laughs> of chicago fire the trick is the trick is 
is um, learning how to to kind of have it on and, and watch it whilst you're doing other stuff as well. That's the trick. Making a cup of tea, it's on. What, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Whatever you do, <laughs> um, sometimes, well, sometimes it's you know when I should be working, it's it's on. You know, <laughs> there's, there's there's those things. You know, <laughs> it was all sorts. I thought you was gonna gonna admit, you know the toilet watching when you gotta go you gotta go you know what i mean <laughs> do you watch it on your phone it's on netflix right dawson's creek yeah yeah no i wa- i'm Net- pretty much strictly netflix. only watching it on the treadmill uh, like i watch is, it on the ipad this is your problem my friend if you're going to be a proper binge watcher get on your phone sort yourself out <laughs> also yeah. in the interest of uh, one tree hill season one and in french uh yes. let's try this this could be horrendous Apologies. Oh God! Apologies already. We're gonna go. Ilia, un overture don my gam. There's an opening in my lineup. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's firstly kudos, my man. Secondly, Taylor does the person that does the voiceover for Ye keep a gruff voice in French. <laughs> I mean, I haven't watched it since grade eleven in French, so. I mean, probably. <laughs> Are you fluent in French then? No, I mean, I can understand quite a bit of it. Um, but to speak it for me now, because I haven't tried practice speaking it in a very long time, it would take me a minute, but I can understand and I can write just because it's slower and I can think about it. Um, but yeah, my boyfriend, actually, he also graduated from French immersion and he was in France for a while at cooking school. So he knows French very, very well. Um, so I'm also a little intimidated to speak French in front of him. Plus, like, Quebec French and France French are just totally different. Uh, well, no, they're not different. They're basically the same. But their accents are just... People can't understand people if you're in Quebec... Or if you speak Quebec French and you're in France, they're just like, what are you saying? <laughs> Where's Celine Dion from? Canada. I don't know. <laughs> my heart maybe Google Google is <laughs> oh you're both googling oh. at the same time Charlemagne. she's where from maine charlemagne quebec a town oh. 50 kilometers from montreal it's very yeah. quick googling. she was the 14th child oh my gosh I know she got married really young to a manager or something, didn't she? Didn't she get married at like 16 or something? I have no, I don't know any Celine Dion history. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen her in concert. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, my wife's a big fan. And I quite, I like her Dom. Well, maybe you'll know this too, Taylor. Taylor, how familiar are you with Meatloaf, the singer? (laughs) <laughs> i'm glad you clarified that um i know of him it's not good enough dom <laughs> the... <laughs> dom very familiar with meatloaf right yes very unfamiliar with your family's love of the meatloaf well jim Steinman, rest in peace passed away earlier this year i believe or maybe late last year but he the guy that wrote meatloaf songs also wrote celine dion's songs as well so some there are some songs that there are versions that meatloaf sings and celine dion sings uh but you know it's 
it's all coming back to me now. It's all yeah. coming back to me now. But they're cold and there were flashes of light. Come on, <laughs> there's a night. <laughs> there were nights of endless pleasure. You have your own Luna. <gasps> you have my own Luna. What is your dog's name? His name is Charlie. He's a golden retriever. He's almost oh, three. That's Hi. lovely. Hi, Charlie. Yeah. I have a dolphin. But... <laughs> I'm glad that's there. <laughs> but also Taylor, and I feel comfortable to talk to you like this at this point. Never interrupt me Good. singing again. Never. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> Call me Colonel now. Taylor. Useless. Yes, One Tree Hill. Useless Celine Dion quiz. The winner's going to get a prize. So out of you two, obviously. And you're not allowed to cheat. No cheating. I already have her name typed in the Google search bar. Delete that now. And the quiz question is, what country did Celine Dion represent? In the Eurovision Song Contest, when she entered it, America. Wait, wait. Eurovision. So it's Eurovision, so it can't be America. So Taylor, oh. unfortunately, you're, oh. you're out. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought it was a whole world competition. I've no. only seen the movie Eurovision with Will Ferrell and oh. Rachel McAdams. That's a silly <laughs> film, isn't it? What a silly film! I actually had no idea that was actually a thing. Like after I saw the movie, I was like, "Is this a real?" competition like what is happening right now we tend not to but discuss wait. it that much over here because we're always last <laughs> <laughs> unless you're very political unless you're because Abba. we're hated <laughs> we're oh my god we are hated. it's because europe hate us um which is fair we hate ourselves pretty, well dom and i do anyway but... shit, on, i feel like if she was in eurovision i want to say she'd be like no taylor you had to go taylor you had to go <laughs> <laughs> we had to now go on go ahead have your second well, go no you get first and then if you get it wrong but i don't trust you because now you've had enough time to google it yeah my my hands are here i don't mm. i don't do that what your feet but wait <laughs> take a guess no, and then i'll get second okay okay but hang on i thought do you not have to is it not like the olympics do you not have to represent the country that you're from no okay no. then i'm gonna say something rat well france it's not france it's not france i'm afraid it's a good guess because you think france because she you know speaks french or a version of french apparently according to taylor i want to say like um well because i mean canada's pretty like i mean not that we're neutral also i don't know a lot about world history because i had to learn it in french so i don't remember any of it from social studies in school um so but i want to say something like switzerland or like, oh, and, oh, don't go. Yeah, I want to see Switzerland. Well done. It was Switzerland. She in in 1988. She represented Switzerland at the uh, Eurovision Song Contest. So congratulations. Did she win? I don't fucking know. <laughs> she came second to Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. Yes, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? When you said, let's do a Celine Dion quiz, I thought you was going to say, let's talk about One Tree Hill. And I was like, already? <laughs> already? But wait. We have to warm up wait. to One Tree Hill, don't we? It takes us about 45 minutes. So, Taylor, you, really you're, you've got 15 minutes of One Tree Hill conversation. <laughs> That's okay. I don't mind. 
Wait, Taylor, you also are a binger, right? Because you binged our podcast. Oh, gosh, yeah. I did. I really, really did. What um, was that experience like? I mean, how... What That must have been <laughs> long because they're like two, three-hour like episodes. Three hours? Okay, so here's the thing. I wanted... So when I started... I started a few episodes and I, and like at that point they were like what an hour and a half an hour 45 at the very beginning mm-hmm. and then as the time went on they got longer and longer <laughs> and, I, and you guys had like I was following you on social media so I knew that you guys were at season three and at this point I was only like probably at the beginning of your season two podcast and I was like okay I have to get caught up before before a few episodes into season three so I was like the last like probably seven to five i watched it like one or i listened to 1.5 speed just so that they went quicker (laughs) so that i could get through more throughout my day um at work and i just like had my headphones in at work um because i work right now at the golf course here gardening so um i'm usually by myself and i can just listen to a podcast and like it was so funny. Like sometimes I would just totally burst out laughing because I think Simon, I messaged this to you. Like one of the very first things I messaged you was I love when all of a sudden it's just silence and Simon goes, keeping up. (laughs) (laughs) And then when it was in the season two intro, every episode, I was just laughing at the beginning. It was so great. I loved it. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I, I binged it for sure it's super humbling to think that people would do that um also i feel super annoying like i feel like we would be super annoying i mean dom how does that feel to people you know are binging because that's it's not you're not the first person a lot of people now that are finding it from like drama queens and things are saying oh i just found it and i just caught up and you know i found it two weeks ago and it's like that (laughs) is insane i mean how does it make you feel dom it is yeah it's really strange it's so nice and kind and everybody that kind of listens and joins us and gives us his feedback it's it's brilliant to hear because again like me and simon always just thought it'd be me and him and that'd be it that you know we might get one listener and that just that'd be like one of our mums you know (laughs) um and it's it's yeah it's just we're so grateful and and you know kind of lovely people like yourself taylor joining us and and listening and yeah keeping keeping involved up and appearances keeping up appearances yeah <laughs> what what i do love is the function to be able to listen think, to things at super speeds now so i do i do this at work right. all the time so everything is is recorded at work everything and you have to go back and watch these videos and stuff like that so i watch them at double the speed so everybody yeah. talks about like nine pitches higher but it's you know it's it's so much quicker <laughs> so i totally get it taylor yeah, nicely done i started doing that with my lectures in school too watching them because some of them are recorded so i was just like yeah i'm doubling this because yeah. i don't want extra time here Smash through this. <laughs> now, now that you're up to date taylor do you listen to it at regular speed um well i think since i've caught up there's only been two episodes that have come out um, and I'm going to be honest, I haven't listened to them yet because I've, <laughs> your faces, <laughs> um, because I just, 
I don't know. Like I've list, I guess I just have, I started back at the beginning. I've listened to a few episodes just of like the episodes that I really like. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I haven't, uh, oh, yeah, uh, the last two I haven't listened to. You know what? Here's the thing. I think that I just love binging it so much that I'm, not that I'm going to do this, but I might just let a whole season gather and then listen to it all. <laughs> Plus we have the watch along. So I like to see Dom's face at the things. <laughs> going. <laughs> Again, that's yeah. terrible for podcasting, but I, I pulled a stupid face. <laughs> he pulled a lovely face, a lovely face. Well, Taylor, we appreciate you. Thank you. Let, let's get into some One Tree Hill because we don't want to take up all of your time with, you know, we could chat to you for hours and that's lovely, but we need to talk <laughs> some business. So who do you want to talk about? Like, where do you want to go? Because we're not going to be able to get through all of it with you. So well, is there a particular place that you really enjoyed in this episode um okay here's the thing and i know this is probably going to be really controversial but dan is literally one of my favorite characters and people on this freaking planet i love him so much um (laughs) so i want to start with dan nice yeah we love dan here his we're very big dan fans is is dan your actual favorite character of the show as well we kind of didn't because um, you're because you're a, a newbie to the, to our podcast in terms of joining us we, yeah. we, we need to know who I, your favorite character is i mean don't say peyton i don't want to put him don't say what <laughs> peyton <laughs> oh god no she's <laughs> last <Yes>. um <laughs> she, okay here's the thing about peyton like <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love Hillary Burton, but like, oh gosh, she is so whiny. Like yeah. season, I just can't even like there. Okay. There is a season of Peyton that I'm just like, oh my God, get over it. Like oh, seriously. Yeah. Oh my. And I'm Simon. I think you might know what season I'm talking about. But it's, like, the season, it's the season where she's hungry. Actually. Oh, I was just going to say. Is yeah, it, is, it that, is the season where she's hungry. Is that where yeah. she's yeah. hungry? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm desperate for that season. I'm guessing season five. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I've got to wait a season and a half before I can actually hear her say. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, no, I just. It's like po- and I think poker I with think it's right really. <laughs> <laughs> it just yeah. Anyways, that really nailed it in the coffin for me for Peyton being one of my least favorite characters. I mean, she is gr- she is great in season three. Like I do I do really like it's actually this is actually one of my favorite episodes of her. Um, <clears throat> and if I was here probably till the end, I would have probably said she's my favorite performer because she just does so well in this episode. Um, but we're gonna but... ask you that before you go. We're gonna ask you for your judgments so we can put them in. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. So you know one already. Um, <laughs> but. My favorite, okay, here's the thing. I don't want to put Dan third, but if I could put Nathan and Haley as a duo as first and then Dan for third or second, that's what I would do. Because I just, I can't, I can't make Dan third. He doesn't deserve a bronze. He deserves at least silver. So Nathan and Haley are tied for first, I guess. Nice. Nice. Dom, can I ask you at this junction, who would you say your favorite character is? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Didn't even hesitate. Just <laughs> straight in. 
And coincidentally, not too long after the Billboard episode. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, no, actually, uh, Dan. Dan is still still up there as my favourite from, from the show. Dan is, would be my favourite character. Karen has absolutely flown up the rankings. She was she was quite low. <laughs> she was quite down down there with with Lucas and Peyton, but she's actually you know shot right up in in the table. Um, I'm just trying to think who are, uh, and um, why Chris Keller. Chris Keller has has, has mm-hmm. edged his way a little bit higher as well. You know, he's I wouldn't say he's in the top five, but he's close. He's nearly there. So yeah, and Whitey, Whitey kind of has his like outstanding <laughs> achievement kind of award. He's like on the side, you know. He's he's like special. Dolphin on your shelf. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think Dan is probably my favorite character. Yeah, I've actually seen Taylor Hilton twice in concert. Oh wow! And was he good? Oh my god, he was so good. He well, okay, it wasn't really like a full concert. So I went to him twice in Vancouver and he did the first one at one kind of one venue. I don't remember I don't remember what either of them are called, but it's more like intimate and it's kind of like at a pub um with a little stage. And it's basically just him and his guitar and he is so good. Like probably one of the best concerts I've been to because he just is so cool and I got a Polaroid with him each time and he signed it and I still have them which I love did did he make any like mention in the show of One Tree Hill any like reference to his character or anything for the fans yeah he did a few songs he was like I know a few of you are here uh just for like me being in One Tree Hill so I think he played it's been a few years since I was last there but he played um I think he might have played when the stars go blue. He also played. Uh, he just has such a good repertoire. All of them are just so good. I can't remember the names of them right now, but like Dragging Hills or something. I think that's one. Or Loaded Gun or something. Some of these are oh, songs. Yeah, yeah he played Le- Loaded Gun from later yeah. Dom or from future times. But I don't think song titles are gonna not spoiling nothing. For you, Dom. And his his <laughs> wife is Canadian. I don't know if they actually live on Vancouver Island, but I know that they frequent there very often. From when you were watching them with your binoculars? or <laughs> <laughs> No, that would be Paul Johansson in Kelowna. <laughs> <laughs> right, because he's Canadian also, right? Yeah, so he actually, I grew up like, three and a half hours away from where he grew up. So he was born in Washington, three hours south of where I'm from. And then he grew up three hours west of where I'm from. And he went to the same university that I went to. And that's where he played basketball. And he like won like some awards there. And it was so cool to be like, to go to University of British Columbia and be like, oh my God, Paul Johansson was walking in these halls. <laughs> <laughs> like he played in his gym. Oh my gosh. So yeah. Well, are you going to come in 2025? I'm going to try. I that, should be done at school by then, hopefully. <laughs> we, we don't want to hear try. To, uh, to, to quote Yoda, there is no mm-hmm. try. There is only do <laughs> or do not. 
So, okay, facts. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, again, you can meet him in person. We have we have we've got connections with him personally. With Yoda, friend of the show, both <laughs> Yoda and Dan Scott, Paul Johansson. <laughs> yeah. So when I saw that, because I had, I think, or I saw that episode that you guys recorded with him. Um, because as soon as I found your podcast, I like scrolled through to see, and I saw that, and I was like, "Oh my god, I have to!" So I like listened to like half of it, the, the first episode. That's what I listened to about half of it. I was like, "No, I have to start season one, episode one, figure out all the stuff." And then I got to it, and I was like, "Oh, this is great." <laughs> that's definitely gonna always be a highlight. I don't. It's gonna be hard to top that episode that we did with him because he was so nice and uh yeah. we had a good vibe with him like he kind of uh i think we had he similar kind of sense of humors and whatever and he gave it was kind of he he gave advice like baby advice he like <laughs> uh he loved dom's like insight um he like laughed at some of our jokes and things and he was really funny it was just like a nice experience it felt like a nice conversation where I, there's been other people that we've had on not necessarily on this podcast but on like the mighty 90s and things where it's felt more just like an interview like we've just and we've even had people ask for the questions beforehand and things like that where it's a bit more structured well with him it was just like oh we're just going to chat for an hour and that's <laughs> so it was nice you know yeah Proud he's of super that one. chill and super humble i think he's great very much so well let's talk about dan in this episode then so oh, yeah. it's a huge one for dan i mean this is election night you know this is some of the grandioso scenes uh where they've got like a lot of extras they've got the great sets uh his mm-hmm. blackmailing karen because he he thinks he's worked out who you know tried to kill him i mean how how did you find dan in this one taylor um no he did really good he i mean he's up to his usual dan antics which are quite hilarious um and then yeah just his whole like i think at first he starts the episode oh gosh it's been he he finds he finds uh he's watching the cctv and but we but we as the audience can't see it he's like oh that's the person that tried to kill me Mm -hmm. he's like well 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 (laughs) yeah no he's great and then yeah the whole episode is the election for him really um and him trying to find out or i guess him finding out who he thinks killed him yeah what did you think of this dom i mean this is uh coming to fruition of multiple storylines of you know his his run at being mayor and then also we're talking about the finale of season two and we're almost you know ten nine ten episodes into season three so yeah what what did you make of this just very quickly on on this episode in general everyone is kind of paired off again kind of dan and they're all paired off with kind of unusual or unexpected people so people that they're not always with and dan and um karen are kind of like forced together because it's like we have to be in this room together because Mm -hmm. we're about to find out who's won the election and dan is is super confident the entire time he there's no doubt in his mind he has won and he knows he's going to win because he's going to make Karen concede. And just just the way he he goes about things. One thing I did notice is 
the line he delivers to Cameron when they're watching the tape together and he says um this is someone you care about so this is this this is the person buying the the alcohol that was used to poison me and it's someone you care about so from that point i knew it wasn't uh lucas i knew it wasn't um andy and i knew it wasn't keith because he would have said it's someone you love so from that i thought okay so it's it's deb or nathan and I, I'd always sort of toyed with the idea of it being Nathan, but thought it was more likely to be Deb. And that seems to be kind of what's happened. But it's just the the way he kind of delivers that. You almost sort of have to think. Like I, I went back and watched it a couple of times, actually, just that scene to see kind of how he said that line. And I, I thought it was it was really, really good. Really, like, good way of bringing it across. And it, it's just terrifying that he's now this man of ultimate power in tree hill <laughs> and scott's the freaking mayor <laughs> and you can't kill dan scott you can't yeah. kill um, dan scott unkillable <laughs> but he, he even he yeah. even turned a like a potentially harmful situation into positive spin even just between him and karen so that he's watching the her like election video of him pushing nathan up against the locker and she's she sort of walks in and he's like you know this very clever but you've just made me look good you, you know in front of the kind of kind of to like the the wife beaters and the snm freaks and he's just he's yeah. found something disgustingly positive out of out of a horrible situation you know it's it's so weird but it's so it's creepy but so well done (laughs) yeah he's he's he just he turns in perfect performances every time and he knows what level to pitch it at which i think is important he doesn't go too over the top to make it kind of like soap opera but he gives you just enough it's not like reserved enough that it's uninteresting it's like just pitched at the perfect level and you got to think a lot of that is him instinctually because yeah it's written there on the page but it's down to interpretation you know so i think uh we have to give him a lot of credit mm-hmm. but taylor let's talk about some of your judgments just to ensure that we we get them in so yeah. i mean who so character you've said is is dan right is that what you said um, or did you say performer I- I said, well, performer of the episode, I want to give to Peyton. Also, like, just the whole having to act all out the angel of death plus her own part, I think was really cool for her to do that. Um, so Hillary, my favorite character. Hillary, Hillary Burton, sorry, wins. Oh, yeah, sorry, one. Hillary Burton. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that my favorite character... I mean, I kind of want to give it to Lucas just because he's he's also like, I know I'm sorry, Dan. Um, <laughs> I, I don't mind giving him the best character, you know, every now and then, kind of when he deserves it, Taylor. I think he deserves well, it in this yeah. episode. Because I mean, he tortured like... Brooke, is that why you're saying that? I don't often tell people they're wrong, but... He does a few bad things, but he also like... He, when he hand when he hands Deb the note when they're up behind the stairs behind Dan and like when he like goes to his mom and is like trying to like don't concede basically he's saying and I don't know he's good too but character of the episode a f- 
officially giving it to Dan. Nice. The main man. He had a great episode, that guy. (laughs) He got mayor! How could I not give it to him? Yeah, everybody else voted for him. Makes sense. What about your favorite background performer? One line or less? Oh, gosh. (laughs) That's so Canadian. I'm going to adopt that as well. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. 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 (laughs) Um, Background performer? I've got a really good one. You can borrow it. I can't remember any. Uh, The one that... You got anyone at the poker, oh, table? poker player? Wasn't, oh, oh, yeah, yeah around good. the poker table. Ooh, um, Emmanuel, yes, had, him, had an Adam's apple. <laughs> <laughs> the cops at the poker table was so funny. These are the yeah. cops. Hey, guys, <laughs> <laughs> I really like the um, I, I gotta tell mine because I just want to share it. Is when they're in, when Hayley Brook and Peyton are in prison and uh. Hayley's getting the all annoyed. Yeah, the girl's at the side, and they, she goes to take her over, and the girl's like, mm. she's like, okay, nope, not over here. That's a, that's a good okay. moment. <laughs> what about your favorite song of the episode? Holiday. Yes. Classic. It's the Classic. best day. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ice cream day. It's jammed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, what's a road trip without some tunes, you know? I know, it's great. What's a road trip without Chris Keller? It's, he does that whole, I love that whole bit too, and Nathan stops the car like four times, and he's just like, ow! <laughs> it's the $500 your dad gave me to seduce Haley. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it! <laughs> he's so good. I love that you've come around to him, Dom. It's like the Tim effect. Yeah. yeah definitely i've I've totally changed my mind like this episode in particular i really enjoyed um chris keller in this episode but you see now if you was to watch it again like down the line you'll just like him from the start mm. because you sort of know where he's going to end up you know or you feel like you know the character more uh taylor what about your favorite line of the episode you can't kill dan scott yeah, that's classic. I I've seen on YouTube somewhere Paul Johansson at a convention. I think potentially the FWB one, like the one we're going to go to, and someone asked him what his favorite line was of of the whole show, and that was his favorite line. Yeah, wow. And he said it perfectly in the microphone. It's like you can't kill Dan Scott. <laughs> yeah. It's so great. It's one of my favorite lines of the whole series. I'd say. Yeah, that's so cool. it's great. Yeah. Ask Taylor um, one, Dom. Sorry, go on. Were you going to say something, Taylor? Well, I I want to, sorry to go back way to the very beginning. Um, I just want to say I've seen One Tree Hill probably around seven times, except one episode in particular I've watched once, maybe one and a half times. Because I hate it so much that oh. I literally is it the, cannot. Is it? To, I just can't. Is it the Topsy Turvy episode? Is it the one I hate? No, it hasn't come up yet. It hasn't oh, come I'm up so yet. Upset. Is, I really hoped it, it would be that it, one. <laughs> is it in this season, Taylor? No, it's not. Oh, um, okay. Can you say what I'll season you, it's in? It is in. 
It's in the sixth season, and it's the eleventh episode. Ooh. Oh, I have to try and remember. Can this you now. give me? Can you give me like a clue that won't mean anything to Dom, just so I can try and um... <laughs> nuclear bomb, <laughs> <laughs> zombies, <laughs> mouth, um... Jimmy, assault rifles. <laughs> I just want to say, oh gosh. Um. Oh gosh, I'm just reading a little bit about it because <laughs> oh, I gosh. I literally there's one. <laughs> um. Oh, without giving anything away, that's the tough part. Um. I tell you what. Oh, does the hang comic on, I think club mean I've... anything to you? The comic club. No. No. I think is. I think I. I think I Simon, might have an idea. Season six, episode eleven, and you'll know exactly the one I'm talking about. Okay, okay. Because I just can't. I just can't with that episode. I just can't. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Dom, you ask. You ask one. Uh, what's left? You've got. We've done the precious rating. Um, the precious, precious rating. <laughs> I think that's it. That might be it, actually. <laughs> well, Taylor. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. Okay, fair enough. Oh, you just checked the episode that you... Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll wait yeah. a year or so and oh, find out. <laughs> Dom's going to hate that one. Hate <laughs> it. Hate it. Okay, Dom and I are on the same page, at least. Dom, one thing I will tell you about it oh. is it's an episode that Chad Michael Murray directs. Oh, it's going to be fucking awful. Does he direct it? <laughs> mm, it's his episode. Yeah, he wrote oh, well. and directed it. Oh, he wrote it? Fitting, oh, I God. It's going to be squinting eyes Terrible. all over the place. And for <laughs> everyone it. that's listening and doesn't know what we're talking about, go search it up. Because I want to know if I'm alone in this. Because I don't like that episode. That's the you only episode that... That's the only episode that John Nordstrom didn't compose the music for post uh you know when he started in season three and i will huh. say in this ep- this episode uh there's so soundtrack. much yeah there's so yeah. much uh score mm. like so mm-hmm. much it's so good yeah that's why it was, i mean it was so hard to pick a favorite song just because they like it's just like good tune after good tune i just i gave it to holiday because i don't want to pick a favorite out of all the other good ones <laughs> fair well what what about the precious say it one time Dom. precious precious rating just you want me to say it or are we doing it on three i guess then you guys would find out how should we do it dom should we give our rating as well because the next raven two ravens won't know but then we will know each other's won't we yeah i reckon that's fine you can unfortunately for you taylor and whoever's on next i think we should wait to be last it means Taylor has yeah. to listen to this well, episode as well, so she can find out what we rated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Taylor, give us give us yours, but first, Dom, would you like to ask the question? Taylor, <laughs> what would you rate this episode out of ten? Wait, that's not the, that's, that's how not I'm the doing question. It. That's how I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, this episode is a ten. Ooh. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but give us some reasoning. Um, 
Dan becomes mayor of um, oh gosh, just the whole. <laughs> I can't. You got Emmanuel. You got poker. You got Chris Keller throwing Haley James into the river. His guitar. You got him losing all the money. The whole Nathan and Chris Keller bit hilarious. Um, the girls they go to jail. Like, how often does that happen? Probably more than I'd like to admit, but that's besides the point. And yeah, just just great. You got Deb, you got Karen being all I wit or uh, not conceding the election. That whole speech. Yeah, I just that was good. I just it deserves a ten. It really deserves a ten. I'll tell you something that's certainly a ten. Deb, when she puts the hood up, when she's burning him, like with the hood up, yeah. my gosh, that's right. 10 out of or 10 like right there. Her taking the hood off in the car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What makes me laugh is that you have an actual <laughs> hood on <laughs> that you could. <laughs> you mimed it, but you. <laughs> Not as smooth. It's, as it's funny. It's funny how you've uh, your like person of choice to swoon after. Let's say swoon is is uh, Dan Paul Johansson and and Dom and I would you know over with Deb and it's sort of choosing the uh, you know the older characters mm-hmm. you know rather than but well, I guess that's age appropriate. Right. So. I mean, now, like, yeah, I, I guess it, we're kind of closer to their age. Mm. Probably but when, when you I was watching, younger. Yeah, Pardon? you may. Yeah, when you was younger, that was maybe more of an issue, you know. <laughs> like... Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think definitely when I was younger, I was definitely. The, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Brooke, but like when I was younger, I I loved Brooke a lot. Um, now I'm just like, man, like I have such an appreciation for actors who can just like completely be such a good character and like totally different in real life or whatever. Like it just, I just have a serious appreciation now for people who are able to do that. So I think it's cool. For sure. I mean, yeah. Brooke did it too. Cause like, we're just learning now from the drama queens podcast that she was like totally completely opposite of what she played. And so was Haley. Like Haley was, a, you know, I guess Dom, you really haven't listened to the podcast, the drama queens, but uh, yeah, I'm not it's allowed. Kind of funny how, yeah, <laughs> it's but so yeah, bad, those spoilers. They give yeah, they all give good performances, and we appreciate them all as actors, as yeah. people. Oh, they're yeah. all they're all the best. Um, but Taylor, our time has come. Um, we have the next Raven lined up. I'm sorry, we appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and for for being part of it and for supporting us and for binging and catching up and being so lovely to, you know, be part of our community. And we love that you're here. We love seeing you in the watch alongs. And yeah, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. We all appreciate it. Everything that you do. And it gives us a whole bunch of laughs every week. So we love it. Oh, thank you so much. It means a lot. And it, it really does mean a lot to us that you... Uh, you've binged it and you listen and you join in it's fantastic and it's it's great to to get to know you as well and get to talk to you yeah thank you are you you coming back for the watch along later 
Um, I probably will. Yeah, I will. Nice. Hell yeah. Nice. Yes, I skipped class last week, so I may as well skip this week. We are ru- <laughs> ruining careers and educations right here. <laughs> well, thank you, and we'll we'll so we'll see we'll see you in a couple of hours. Yes. Have fun. Okay. Thank you so much. See you later. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> Actually, do you know what, Dom? Speaking of hunger, I've actually been uh, I've been using Green Chef recently. Have you heard of Green Chef? I have heard of Green Chef. Green Chef has like a meal plan for every healthy lifestyle, doesn't it? So it does like keto, paleo, plant powered uh, like diets, um, and even if you just wanted to have like delicious but balanced dishes. Yeah, completely. Um, I mean, Green Chef, they have expert chefs that curate every recipe and with over 30 meal choices every week that has real flexibility to switch between plans and you'll never need to sacrifice taste for nutrition. You can enjoy restaurant quality dishes in the comfort of your own home. And that's that's exactly what uh, exactly what I've been doing. Oh, nice. So you like enjoy new and nutritious recipes each week that are perfect for you and like the whole family right exactly it's so good i mean the way that we do it here anyway is that my wife will like be putting our baby to sleep and then it's like a perfect time for me to go downstairs and and cook and all of the ingredients comes like weighed out so there's no waste it's really well balanced and yeah i really enjoy cooking the meals and feeling like it's a it's like a proper meal, you know, not just something you're throwing in the microwave or the oven. And yeah, it's great for me. It's great for my wife. It's yeah, it's just great for the whole family. So if you want to get involved in Green Chef, which we highly recommend, then go to greenchef.com slash ravens100. That's greenchef.com slash ravens100 and use the code ravens100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. I would love to uh, come around and have a, a Green Chef meal at yours one day. When you, when you, when you invite me over, that's, that's the meal I want. I want a Green Chef meal. So like Simon just said, go to greenchef.com slash ravens100 and use code ravens100 to get $100 off, including free shipping. The number one meal kit for eating well. Holiday. So that was Raven One. That was Taylor. And we're moving straight in to Raven number two. We're free ravens in this episode Rihanna is with us and she's on mute. Is she off mute? There she is. <laughs> Rihanna in the mighty 90s hoodie. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? It's a, little, it's a little chilly here. A little chilly here. I was like, let me just put on this hoodie and appease the boy. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> It looks great on you. It looks awesome. How how's it going? How are you doing? Good, good. We How are you guys? Good. We're this isn't we speak to you every week on the watch along and we always say we don't like it in this room. We prefer you in the lounge, but you can stay here. It's for recording. It's okay. I'm still technically working. <laughs> That's commitment. I love the fact I just said uh to our previous uh, guest that we are ruining careers and educations and i really think we are <laughs> it's becoming a theme 
Well, Rihanna, we need to find out a bit more. I mean, I know that, you know, we speak to you every week, but for people that don't know, can you tell us a bit of your history with One Tree Hill, like when it first entered your life and, you know, why it's uh, a, a special show to you? Um, It came, it's, so I watched live the first few seasons, I'm trying to think. I think it was like late season two is when I started watching because it was a it showed up on reruns on uh, the WB at the time after before um, Charmed came on on Sundays. And I watched Charmed religiously, ironically enough, because it's about witches. Anywho. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I so I followed it after that and I watched. I feel like I watched all the way to like the beginning of season six. And then I went to basic training and then I didn't um, follow up with it until like a few years ago, decided to watch it all the way through. So I watched it all the way through, but it was always, it had always been one of those top shows for me. Like, yes, I love that show. I haven't seen it all the way through, but I love it. But now I can say I've seen it all the way through. And there's a burning, burning question on the edge of Dom's lips what season is your favorite season of all of one tree hill if you had to pick one if i have to pick one i'm going with oh the season we're in it seems a very yeah. popular choice people are like yay one two's dog shit yes three and like, this is this is kind of how everyone has been <laughs> <laughs> I think I think so I have I have this thing with if I start watching a show and it's like in the middle of its run whatever season I first start watching tends to be my favorite so I'm I'm oh, so okay three. so you ended in at season three and then we've gone back and worked your way through mm-hmm. like full-heartedly understood what was going on season three and then went back that's the worst again. season I, I don't hate any of the seasons just two is my least favorite because it hurts an Ailey Shipper's hole. That's fair. That's fair. Do you like season eight? I do, actually. Because I know I'm going to love it. (laughs) Because everyone else seems to badmouth it already. So (laughs) (laughs) just that would be the best one. (laughs) It will be so interesting what you think. It'll be so interesting. (laughs) I'm interested to talk about it because I've never had... You know, these are the first times that I've talked about these episodes with anybody as well. And there's things that happen later that, you know, Rihanna, obviously, you're going to know, you know what I'm talking about, that are just crazy. They'll be fun to podcast. Mm -hmm. Do you have an all time favorite character of One Tree Hill? Haley. There you go. Didn't even have to consider it straight in. I was just about to say, unless they haven't entered the show yet, but that doesn't matter. No. I, I related the most to Haley as I was as when I was younger. So and it's still just I love Bethany Joy Lens, so she's a great actress. I mean they all are, but in in particular she's very natural. You know? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. Do you have a top five favorite T V shows? I do. <laughs> um Charmed. He said that so reluctantly. I, I had it written over there. Oh, okay. No. I was making sure it was still within my eyesight because I had written it down earlier because I watched the episode. Um, Charmed, ER, mm. 
Stargate oh, SG-1, nice. Law and Order Special Victims Unit, and then I, I love them equally because I started watching them essentially at the same time. So I say One Tree Hill and Gilmore Girls. I guess technically that's six, but they're like even keeled for me because they're that the same era of the WBCW time, and I can rewatch them anytime. Brianna, we're gonna have Stargate chat. I love Stargate. <laughs> I, love I love it so much. Dean Anderson is like my fucking hero. <laughs> I love Stargate. <laughs> yes, Stargate chat. That's coming. <laughs> We're going to have a Stargate chat eventually. We'll, that sounds like a podcast. Get Wondery Hill you know, stuff Cape out Side the way. Chats, <laughs> Stargate, Stargate chats. chats. You should do a little mini-series. Rihanna, are you good at binging things? Oh, yes. yes. Do you reckon you could match Dom for his binging speed? Um, Probably. I watched all 21 seasons of Law and Order SVU in like six weeks. Wow. <laughs> That is impressive. How how many episodes are in a season? 24, 22, 23, 24. Like 42 minute episodes. Mm -hmm. And it was on Hulu, so there's commercials. That's unbelievable. (laughs) Dom. I don't sleep much when I binge. Who needs sleep? Dom. Sleeps for the week. You've been. When you're watching Rihanna, are you doing other things? Because Dom's let out that that's his secret, his multitasking, or are you just solely oh, watching? Wholeheartedly, yeah. like during the day, yeah, and then at and into the wee hours, if you will. But, yeah. It's the way to. It's the way to do it, Simon. It's the way to function. You're doing stuff, but it's on, and you're paying attention, and everyone is watching Stargate. That's important. <laughs> I literally. I've actually watched Stargate twice this oh, year wow. through. That's that is impressive as well because it's <laughs> long. I'm calling it now. Can you? You guys should do a, do a mini podcast series like how we're doing Dawson's Creek. One episode per season. You just both binge them at the same time. Both be done within like a couple days, and then record like a little 35, 45 minute episode just talking about that season. Stargate chats on the Mighty Ravens. I'm calling it now. Rihanna, are you in? I mean, the difference is the fact that Dawson's Creek is a normal, like, teenage caveside town versus Stargate, where there's all sorts of mythological science stuff involved. There you go. I mean, I'm not scared. I'm also not involved. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Dom, I, I mean... Stargate, Stargate chats. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's put it. To... I'm, in, I'm in. I'd love to talk about Stargate. He's in. I, I've I've literally have one friend that likes Stargate, and I've never met anyone else who has ever mentioned enjoying it, watching oh. it, and it's it was honestly really, really good, really good. There I love it. Well, uh, that that's a great. That's just that's some great top five picks right there. <laughs> or. Who do you want to talk about in this episode? Because we're not going to be able to... Well, we might be able to get through quite a lot. Um, but who who would you like to start with? Should do Nathan and Chris Keller together. It's classic. They were... <laughs> it's classic. I mean, how do you feel about Chris Keller? I mean, there's so many different levels of Chris Keller. Like, season two, Chris Keller, no thanks. Get out of here. 
season three, Kiss Keller, you're annoying me, but you have your moments. So it's like, ah, uh, you love to hate them. You hate to love them type of thing. Yeah. Well, and in this one, this is classic. Uh, I mean, Dom, when you see them being paired off to go on a on a road trip, I mean, did you think it was going to be with a comical sort of perspective on it, or did you think that this was going to turn out badly? I, I wasn't sure at the beginning, because you always think, oh, maybe it's going to be a bit sullen and a bit moody, because Nathan's been like that lately. Um, but actually, the dynamic between the two of them, between uh, Nathan and Chris, was was fantastic for me in this episode. I thought they were absolutely brilliant. And um, kind of almost touching on what Rihanna just said there is season two, Chris Keller, no thanks, you can, you can stay over there, we're not really interested, we're not buying that magazine today. Um, season three, Chris Keller, yes please, let's get rid of Lucas so that we have more of the Nathan-Chris dynamic, that's brilliant. That's the dynamic that Nathan and Lucas should have, in my opinion. I was watching it thinking, if Nathan and Lucas were like this, this would be fantastic. This would be the, the one dopey brother that's you know actually quite smart and clever and calculated but he he plays the fool and one that is a just a little bit too serious and can't quite handle it and that would be the fantastic dynamic between them but i don't think chad is that is not that kind of actor he i don't think he he would fit that role because he's more that kind of serious stern not like kind of Bro- he's the broody. heartthrob isn't he and that that's kind of what he plays with chris keller can probably play heartthrob and uh i mean tyler hilton can play heartthrob slash buffoon and he, he does that so well and um yeah i wish that was kind of the dynamic between the brothers because it's such a good connection and just just the amount of times he got hit in the face in this episode is brilliant and i really i really really enjoyed it i was i was you know exactly like you said simon worried at the beginning that it would be a bit dark and dank and depressing and then it, it, it just kind of got better and better and better as the episode went on but what about you as well are you are you looking at these two and you're thinking this is great you, you know, yeah, you, Simon. Uh, <laughs> like, there should be more of this. Or, um, I mean, you, you're going to know whether there is more of this or not. But, like, from this perspective, you like, I, I'm really enjoying this connection. Yeah, I love this. This is some of my favorite stuff. And I love when they, One Tree Hill does more of this going forward, where it hits some of these, like, their, their comical moments, but it doesn't go too far, you know? And it's it's kind of uh, in style with the show, and you will see more of this. And uh, yeah, and I love it. And I think it was necessary for Nathan. But have you ever had like these situations where you've had someone that's like a a frenemy, you know, or someone that, you know when you're younger that's like like an enemy type situation, and then you sometimes have an experience where you're isolated with them alone whether this is at work or at school or, or whatever and then you actually get on because most people do you know it on can get on on some sort of level and then you soften and then that's it it's kind of all of that animosity you had before means nothing because most people can just work things out and it's like they they needed that to clear the air I think. I mean, Rihanna, what did you think? Do you think this was necessary for Nathan to be able to let go of some of that previous built-up, you know, history with Chris and Haley? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, Chris Chris even says it's all wrapped in together. Like, 
Haley can't be this without you. And when are you going to realize that? And I, it's just really ironic that it's Chris Keller's the one that started the problem, but he's also the one that's opening up Nathan's eyes to see that this is how you have to fix it, bud. Yeah, totally. And I mean, we're playing poker on a riverboat with a couple police officers. Um, I'm not sure what the what the actual PC terminology is. A, a small person is that the correct way of saying this? I think it's little person. Little person. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Um, so a little person that they that them they're bringing some humor out of it in terms of chris is saying i'm scared like as if he's going to be this big huge you know muscly guy and then you know it's a little guy but the little guy still is kind of like he's intimidating (laughs) and uh you know he's saying oh nathan's a big poker player what do you mean by big uh and then but then two sentences later he's saying uh oh what are you a little bit a little short chris keller you know the human atm i mean rihanna what did you think of this more comical setting i feel like it's the only person that could ever put them put nathan in that situation is chris (laughs) keller like there's no way anybody else would get nathan into that sort of situation for sure i mean dom poker on a riverboat what are you saying what's the matter marty short temper (laughs) (laughs) what a great line Uh, i mean it was it was just crazy and quite exactly like rihanna said as well it was a perfect chris keller kind of situation in that nobody else could have actually put nathan there but chris that's you're so right with that that's like spot on analysis of this segment because he wouldn't have gone there he wouldn't have driven all that way he wouldn't have cared and he's been dragged there by um by chris because it's all about money he needs the money back to be able to you know release Haley's music or like the demo of her song and um it's all for Haley and Nathan's doing it all for Haley, but it's only Chris that could get him into this crazy situation and it's it's so funny. And Nathan even has like a Tom Sawyer reference, you know, like like poker on a steamboat or something like that, or riverboat, who are you, Tom Sawyer, or something like that. And it, it was quite funny and li- it's like a literary reference and you and you thought it kind of made me think, Wow, he is learning from Haley still, you know. Tutor <laughs> girls really worked on him, so uh, the he the guitar his Gibson guitar that he calls Haley James, which is hilarious, <laughs> plays a big part in this because he loves the guitar. He won't even leave it in Nathan's car, and you know he looks. Also, I look cool carrying a guitar, and it gets wet. Still, you know, it still plays. It's still all good. And then at the end, we find out that he's you know pawned it or exchanged it or whatever to be able to get uh Haley's masters so you know he sort of comes clean chris keller's work here is done i mean rihanna seeing chris keller go through that arc which is kind of the first time we've really seen him like he's kind of made out like he is a good guy before and oh I'm, i maybe i did this to make this happen but this is the first time that we've seen it and he hasn't taken overt credit for it uh, what did you think of that? Does that soften you to his character? 
I mean, yeah, it definitely it definitely helps to be like, oh, Chris Keller can be a good guy and isn't all about all about himself a hundred percent of the time. I mean, one good deed does not make all the other go away, but it, you can definitely see that he's not all about himself fully a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Dom, does this texturize Chris Kelly's character for you? Add more depth. Yeah, definitely, and he. It does for Nathan as well, because Nathan just at the beginning of this episode makes it quite clear that he's just this person that makes mistakes or does stupid things or, you know, just is always out to upset someone or is only in it for himself. And then him coming out with an empty guitar case is that light bulb moment that he is, he does have feelings and he does care. And he does things in such a strange way that when he does something with such sort of kind nature, it's unexpected. And Nathan wants to repay it by like saying, I'll give you a lift to to wherever, you know, whereas before it's, okay, okay, we're going to drive 80 miles and you're not saying a word, you know, and the, and the, just the, the juxtaposition of it from, from beginning to end is, is, is brilliant. I use that word because I know you love it. How, how, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I tell you, my word. <laughs> it was serendipitous. <laughs> Call me Colonel now. I'm sorry, Colonel. I need my authority. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry, Anna. Do, do we embarrass you by. You don't have to call anyone Colonel. It's fine. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> I don't think you would. I don't think you'd be complicit in it. You wouldn't, would you? No, you don't feel that authority. That's fine. Respect Each to their own. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the first time we hear a little snippet of Haley's song, right? We hear we hear a little bit, right? Yeah, he plays mm-hmm. it. Nathan plays it towards the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now this song, Dom, is was released outside of the show. Now you can get it on Apple Music and Spotify or wherever. Like now, I have it on my phone. It's a banger. Banger. Big tune. <laughs> I do really like it. I don't have any history on it, though. I'm assuming, like, Bethany Joy Lenz didn't write it. I think she just recorded it. But Rihanna, do you know different? I, I don't know different. I just know I love that song. There we go. Dom, I think you're going to like it. Okay. More on that we'll in the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, it they they're cheating. Chris Keller is is cheating the deal. It's probably not easy to do, you know. I'd imagine to cheat a shuffle, right? It probably takes a bit of skill in that. And it turns into them having to punch their way out of it, and still, still the. I don't want to hit you, Marty. Don't make me hit you. <laughs> It's classic. To hell with this. I mean, were you laughing? <laughs> were you laughing through this, Dom? Yes, definitely. I was laughing through it on the on the watch along. I laughed through it when I when I saw it again uh, for my second watch. I thought I thought this was was brilliant. And just when he when he picks up the guitar and goes running <laughs> and then runs off, like it's just brilliant. And uh, the the fact that he talks about himself in the third person, I don't find unusual. 
I, f- I find it funnier like as time goes on because you think god that's really annoying but actually I, I find it quite entertaining especially when he goes Chris Keller can't swim or doesn't swim or whatever and it's just like well you're gonna you're going to now and like doesn't does Nathan go like oh have you got the money and he starts looking for it or something and he, he just loves his guitar in the water like let's go get it you know it's brilliant so yeah. good yeah yeah he it's kind of like the rock in the late 90s right <laughs> speaking of himself in the third pair we all love the rock so rihanna do you love the rock i do i do if the rock asked you to call him colonel would you be complicit he doesn't even call himself the rock anymore (laughs) he should change his Dwayne the colonel johnson (laughs) well okay so uh that's pretty much it for Nathan and Chris, really, right? They're kind of off in their own bubble. I mean, who who do you want to go to next, Rihanna? With Brooke. Oh, Brooke. <laughs> oh, Brooke. Well, she starts in jail, right, and gets left in jail <laughs> by Lucas. He pays. He does. Wait, I think he did pay for her, right? But he just said to let her out like 10, 15 yep. minutes later, right? Yep. Was that harsh, Rihanna? Do you think? I their whole relationship just rewatching as an adult is like, uh, can y'all talk to each other? Can this y'all need to figure something out? Because this is not not good for me. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's very Lucas and his passive aggressive and a passive aggressive way of you can stay. I mean, I paid for you to get out, but you can stay there for a little bit longer. Yeah. I mean, Dom, immature move or, uh, you know. Great, great touch. Right, please say. Great so. touch. You yeah, liked it. Yeah, yeah. You liked I don't it. want to talk to her. I'll let you two out. I've paid for her to go out, but I'm going to be out of here. But, you know, by the time she walks out of the, you know, the front doors, I'm going to be, I'm going to be long gone. And um, it just, Brooke in this episode is just a complete roller coaster of emotions, isn't she? And again, Rihanna said it spot on. I think I've mentioned it before that if these kids just talk to each other, half of this shit wouldn't happen. <laughs> but it says old man but... Dom on his porch <laughs> in his rocking in chair, his <laughs> babbling, babbling. <laughs> But yeah, if they if they just communicated a bit better, these these things wouldn't happen. But he's he's right in what he says, you know. Just I'm I'm letting her stew in there for it's only ten minutes or whatever. But you know, she did this to me, this to me, this to me, this to me. You know, I had to jump for all these hoops and play these stupid games. And then what did I get for it? Oh yeah, I walk in on her sleeping with Chris Keller, and it's just like it's it's you know fair enough do you know what I mean <laughs> don't blame him at all <laughs> oh dear <laughs> do you know what I'm with you <laughs> we agree I mean I mean Rihanna that this is is different to this is why we're different you know to other One Tree Hill podcasts you know we we bring a different perspective though I will just have to say while you were saying that I got so distracted in my own head about the babbling in a dress that Kiri Kiri you're getting the call out this week because you you put together key for slab of beef you know in the in the slab of beef outfit so Tahani you can have a week off (laughs) 
Kiri, we need, if we need, please, we need Whitey in a dress. And then underneath, I just want to write in speech marks, babbling. <laughs> that needs to be on a hoodie immediately. Because it's Whitey that would be off babbling in a dress, right? Keith said that to Whitey, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Like, yeah. you'd be off somewhere babbling in a dress. Right, so that needs to happen. <laughs> uh, Rihanna, we get a bit later uh, with Brooke... Brooke going to Lucas's and we get that whole confrontation, which must have been quite difficult in real life to film that because this is in or around the period where they're they're getting divorced in real life. Great performance by Sophia Bush and and Chad, um, but I'd say particularly her. And we highlighted before that she cries really well and she can get those emotions across really well. Um and she brings up some really good points. I mean, she's basically saying that, you know, you slept with Nikki. Um, you know, we weren't together. You were with Peyton while we were actually dating. Um, you know, I didn't, I knew that this would hurt you, but I didn't believe, I couldn't believe I'd see you like this. I mean, who are you siding with here? Do you think that he's taking it too far and actually now he needs to just let it go? Or you think it's, fair enough and actually he's he's hurt still that's that's rough but i feel like it's it's definitely like a 50 50 like they both had they were both very wrong in their actions of taking it but um so i don't i don't feel as though there's one correct party in this like yeah he he said all these things he's done all these things she said this but I mean, it's it's all about feelings, and she she wears her heart on her sleeve, and uh, she's already been burned by him once. She's not necessarily rearing to go to have it happen again. So I I don't I don't feel as though like it's a fifty fifty thing on this. Like yeah, he she the Chris Keller bit is awful, but he's Chris Keller, he doesn't care type of thing, but it's i mean they weren't together so was it right no but they weren't at that point together um it's it's never never been a clear cut thing with the two of them at this point and um it's totally sort of tit for tat this scenario isn't it it's he it's uh you did this oh but you did that and you did this and you did that. And I actually think that some of Lucas's responses are, are like, well, fair enough. Um, in the, okay, it's wrong that he cheated on Brooke with Peyton, but he makes a very good point that it was that they didn't sleep together. I know they came very close, but they, they didn't. And, and then when she's like, okay. And it's almost like she has to dig to find something wrong with the situation then. And she goes, oh, but you slept with Nikki. I like, but that was before I even kind of knew about like you or had feelings for you so that that shouldn't even come into this you know i know i didn't he didn't disclose it but actually it was it was way before her so who who cares you know that's that's ancient history that's that's a mess on the ferris wheel do you know what i mean it's (laughs) 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 what for but she she i was thinking i was thinking of him being like also i had an omelet for breakfast this morning (laughs) Brooke, any other irrelevant things you want to talk about? <laughs> other nonsense that you want to bring up? <laughs> well, I, I think that, um, 
you know, she had very strong feelings for Lucas. She continuously pushed him away and, and made things difficult for him and then went and slept with, you know, the biggest idiot in, in Tree Hill. Um, and he was able to walk in on that. So I think more for her, really. But, hey, what do I know? It, you know your opinion, my <laughs> man. You speak it. I I kind of, I feel like I can see both of their sides. Like, I think from Lucas's perspective, he saw it. You know, it's one thing to hear about it or to find out about it later, but he saw it and he saw that demonic look on Chris Keller's face as he was sort of like the devil literally over her shoulder. And so that's hard to let that image go. And then I think at this moment it's too fresh it's too raw like he needs a bit of time to let it sink in and and then to start letting it go like he has to reconcile it with himself and this is something we talk about all the time and i like high flyers stuff is that you need to take whatever it is you need to make your amends to people that you can and then you need to reconcile it externally but then internally as well and then you can let it go and he hasn't had the time to to do that process so i think a lot of the things he's saying here is just saying in anger and he doesn't necessarily mean them and he's he's weaponizing his words to be hurtful whereas uh brooks coming from it from a place of more she's being more straightforward and being more honest i think and just saying this is how i feel i messed up i i don't you know i she she clearly didn't intend to do it wasn't like an intentional thought out thing you know it happened she didn't plan on doing it if she could go back she wouldn't do it again um so yeah i can see it from both sides but i can see why he's so hurt and why he would act that way but he does forgive her rihanna by the end of the episode how do you feel about that teenagers That's it's it's all it's always it's always interesting to rewatch those that you watched as a teenager when you're that age, and then to rewatch as an adult and you're like, ah, that's just that doesn't add up. Type it's re, the reanalyzing of it. Um, but I mean, I, it's good. I mean, hopefully they can move forward, and that's the end of that. But too soon to tell. Too soon to tell. I mean, Dom, what do you what do you predict will be the way forward for them? I don't see this relationship lasting. It it might see out to the end of season three. It won't last into season four. No way. There's there's too much of a Peyton mentioned something a couple of weeks ago that makes me still think that Peyton is 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 up there in the in in the rankings for Lucas in terms of and their kind of energy and connection i I still think that that is a a couple waiting to happen um because they never they never really figured it out they never worked it out it's kind of like unfinished business between them they they never really had their moment and i i think that is coming um i just don't know when i i i don't know about the 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 brook dynamic i like i said i can't really see it seeing out you know seeping into the next series but you know I'm not sure. <laughs> um, the the letters 
um, that she gives him would have would have made like a, a a massive amount of impact because he's like a kind of a new romantic, isn't he? He's he loves that sort of thing. He's he wears his heart on his sleeve, and he has now found out that you know she does as well, and that's what she's done throughout the summer is that she's written all these you know letters to him and has kept them, and it's kind of like when Forrest Gump gets all those letters back from Jenny, you, you know, it's just returned to sender and. It was a beautiful moment. No, I'm, really, I'm kidding. But it's just it's just a, such a touching moment that um, she's written all these things and that this is all her thoughts and feelings, but she didn't play that to him. She Not at any point did she kind of reveal that. It was all very concealed and, and hidden. And that's what makes that's what makes the show so difficult to watch sometimes, especially the dynamics of the, these kind of teenage relationships because you can, you can really appreciate that she's trying to save face and she's trying to be the popular girl and the head cheerleader and and spin all these plates of kind of popularity and and high schoolness but actually she's you know um a, a, a young lady or a girl with a lot of emotion and a lot of feeling for for this guy and she's like too scared to be heartbroken again by him so yeah it's difficult but i, I again i i can't see this relationship lasting beyond season 3 Well, we will find <laughs> out. We also get the really great moments with Brooke and Haley in in this episode, and I would go as far as to say that Haley is a better friend to Brooke than Peyton is. Like their dynamic seems healthier, healthier in a way that they they actually help progress each other. They listen to each other. They help that reckon. What I was just talking about earlier, the reconciling. They help each other to do that and. Hayley really helped Brooke in this episode saying, you know, you need to help yourself, Missy, and kind of like giving her like the pat on the leg and stuff and it being very caring, I think is the best way to describe it, and kind. And I know it didn't start out that way, but I think this is an unlikely friendship that I really I really appreciate. And it started her creating clothes and having her own fashion line. Which is called Dom. clothes over bros. Which you kind of been honed in on something bros over what bros over hose over bros or whatever for a while, mm-hmm. but clothes over bros. But I, I never would have imagined that she would have said it's a Haley first. I always imagined that that would have been mm. a like a collaboration between her and Peyton. But actually, it was more from her conversation with um, Haley that. You know, Haley was the one that encouraged her and said, "Yeah, they're your designs, but that you've got more in you, so don't give up. Just, just do the more that you've got." And that's when she like does the little fist bump, worst fist bump I've ever seen as well. It was, it was like terrible, uh, terrible wet Wednesday, wasn't it? That was horrible. Um, <laughs> and, and, and yes, it was, it was. Yeah, absolutely. And um, don't laugh at me. <laughs> I laughing with you (laughs) clever girl um and (laughs) it was it was a it was a really really nice moment and and Hayley being really encouraging and you know saying when when do we let boys kind of take over our lives or control control our lives and how we feel and she's like when I was nine or Brooke says when I was nine or something like that and it's like Jesus you know come on you know do this for yourself don't do this for anyone else this is this is all about you and that's that's the encouragement that Haley has. Haley has really changed. Season two, Haley can again can just go with 
season two Chris Keller I'm really not not interested in in you but now it's like welcome back you're back yay and it's it's brilliant (laughs) (laughs) all right Rihanna what do you what do you think or how do you feel about Hayley and Brooke's friendship it's it's fascinating because with with Brooke and Peyton you have the implied history like you don't see their life before the pilot with Brooke and Haley, you go from that, what is it, like the fifth episode where she's like, what's your name? I don't like that name. I'm going to call you Brooke. To <laughs> here where they're yeah. living together and each other move past these things. They're talking to each other. It's it's just interesting because there's the implied relationships that you see behind that are supposed to be behind the scenes. Like it's an implied. They've been best friends since they were kids. Versus, oh, we've watched this relationship from enemies to roomies. So it's 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 really fascinating, and it I mean it is viewed as the healthier relationship. Like you can on the screen, you can see that it's a bit of a healthier relationship than Brooke and Peyton. But they still have they have their moments. But what you see is what is what you get. I mean, yeah, for sure. I, uh, I do love a good Haley and Brooke. Yeah, do they have a, a friendship name? I think it's Brayley. Is it Brayley? Brayley, yeah. Brayley. So should be Hook. <laughs> hook, because they hook you in. Uh, yeah. I like it. <laughs> we don't have a ship name. Sommy. Diamond. Oh, because we're a diamond. Diamond. Yeah, diamond. yeah. <laughs> Diamond makes perfect sense. My dad texts me, come on, you irons. We, we must have won. Now, yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> That's our, football, our football team are playing in the cup tonight. Um, <laughs> you follow <laughs> a soccer team. Football, I know. Soccer. Yeah, but we have I to know. remember Rihanna said she was a Spurs fan. Follow Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you remember this? Not a, not a great fan. weekend. Yeah, Rihanna had had said to us quite a few weeks ago now that she was a Tottenham Hotspur fan. That's crazy. How do you feel about Harry Kane? He's one of our own. (laughs) For this season. (laughs) Until January. (laughs) Yeah, until the transfer window. Is it easily accessible to watch the games over there? Um, If I wasn't a cheap person and paid for cable yes but i don't pay for cable so it's a little bit of a stress inducer when i was trying to watch certain games had them had the live scrolling up on my google like this is not the way to watch <laughs> any sort of any sport it's not helpful to my mental health it is really annoying over here because they're not all on one platform like I have Sky Sports, but I don't have BT Sports, and some of the the game, the Europe games are on there, and some so annoying. Just let us watch it, mm-hmm. right? Do you have both, Dom? Have you got Sky Sports and BT Sports. No, I just got BT Sport. <laughs> so oh, I've got the so you get... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so the ones I can watch, you can't, yeah. and vice versa. We'll have to. You'll have to come around. I'll go around yours. Although when I move, when I move, oh, I won't okay. have either. 
So <laughs> you'll be going back to your parents and then over to. I'll just watch it illegally. Yeah. There we I'm go. Kidding. There's I'm the kidding. truth. <laughs> Make them wait. <laughs> oh, okay, so Brooke Haley, what is there any any more that we need to talk about with Brooke? Does that pretty much sum her up? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Shall we talk about... Let's do one more and then let's talk about your judgments. Yeah. Shall we talk about Hayley? Because we kind of we've touched into Hayley, haven't we? Sure. Dom, Hayley. Well, she figures it out. It gets revealed. Who was Batman? It's answered. Oh, yes. And then she has her moment with, with Nathan. And she she tells him, oh, yeah. and he knows, and she's and he's happy that she told him. And then uh, Nathan becomes a dirty stop out and says, "Don't go, stay, stay with me." And she does. She's like, "I'm so glad you said that." Slam that door, <laughs> jump into bed. Here he is. <laughs> There's my boy. <laughs> There's Big Nate. <laughs> Oh, you've been manscaping. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't just let it keep, you know, that's good. Keeping things oh, tidy. Keeping up appearances. <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna, I'm sorry. I can feel your uncomfortableness. I can only apologise for Simon. I'm so sorry. This would have this would have gone so much further if you weren't here. Glad I could be a service. <laughs> you you <laughs> saved us the, some listeners. There is... <laughs> There are some listeners listening that are like, thank God. Are there there points, has there ever been any points of the podcast, Rihanna, where we've pushed you to the point of considering not listening anymore? I don't think so. Because you're a pro. Hell yeah. Okay. Rihanna's a pro, that's why. She can handle this nonsense. (laughs) I was was in the army, so it, it would take you quite a bit to get me. To be like, and I'm done. So. This also makes so much more sense now why you would never want to call <laughs> what, are, what are actual kernels like? I assume they're very different to me. I, I didn't have too many interactions with them. So less interaction with them, the better, I feel like. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's a uh, wow. That that's really cool. Wow, that's really uh, admirable that that you served in the military. That's uh yeah, awesome. Well, I don't really know. I'm not using my right words. I just mean that <laughs> that's uh, that's that's something that I I don't think I'd ever be brave enough to do. So I think that's uh yeah, that's very courageous of you. Thanks, Dom. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to say, Dom. Say no, I, words. I agree with the the sentiment that Simon is sharing. It's it's a it's an admirable thing, and uh, you know, people put in uh, hard work and 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 service to their countries, and yeah, it's it's a it's a very noble noble thing. So there you go. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, Haley. Oh wait, yeah, you just <laughs> yeah, I just remembered why we went off the track. Okay, yeah, she closed she 
<laughs> she closes the door, you know, as if Nathan's she on leave the door. from the military. He's only closes got the deal. one night, you know. <laughs> Oh god, I wanted to say something, but I can't because if if they were older, then I would. But I can't. They're 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 only teenagers. But yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> what what else? Ruined it. That's it for Haley. <laughs> I mean, I like the the whole while they're in jail bit. It was like we should probably call our parents. <laughs> and Brooks like minor in California. Mine are in an RV somewhere. Mine are at the sea. We're dead. We're banished. Like, oh, there's no parents here. Where are your parents? <laughs> they, yeah, they're, they're all like basically a trio of orphans. It kind of feels like it's a really strange kind of yeah. dynamic for them to to just be able to. Simon, our parents wouldn't wouldn't let us do anything until we were about thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still I don't not know, <laughs> Mine moved away pretty quick. Mine did like a Haley, like you know. Get in the van. Let's go. (laughs) I moved. I moved in with Ethany, and my parents moved to like the the end of the country, like as far east as you can go until you hit ocean. Like literally a few months later, and that's it. You know, like I know in America it's different because, like, if I said like a two-hour drive you're still in the same state probably, you know, or it could be, or it's not that but two hours. Right. <laughs> two hours here is like, you've gone, you're at the edge of the country, you know, if you're going in that direction. So yeah, mine pieced out quite quickly. So maybe, maybe it's just your parents that, you know, like you. <laughs> or just want to lock me in a cupboard. <laughs> Well, my mom yeah. sold my childhood home last last October, and then she moved in with me for six weeks oh. and bought a condo that's less than a mile from my house. I was that's nice. How was though. the experience yeah. of having? Was it okay? Mom's in my house, and we're living by my rules, or oh god, mom's here. We're living by mom's rules. No, it was mom's in my house. Nice. Like she knew that. <laughs> yeah. Rihanna's in control. I like it. Well, using my driveway to turn around in because they closed the road. Uh, They're putting in a roundabout like right here at the corner of my house. And my house is the last house on the left. So people keep turning around my driveway. We can come over there and have a word if you Let's like. Get, get some spikes. A lot. Of... I was going to buy some, some cones and put them at the end of my yeah. driveway. There we go. Well, spikes. There we go. We don't need. We, you saved us a trip. Yeah, a little bit cheaper. It's less aggressive, but you know, whatever. Well, let's talk about your judgments, Rihanna. Because we want to make sure that we we get those in. So, who would you say your favorite character of this episode is? Nathan. Nice. It's a good choice. And your favorite performer? I'm going to go with Sophia Bush. Ooh, also a good choice. Yeah, she she puts in some good some good ones in this one. Favorite line? 
can it be that whole bit when they're trying to we should call our parents that just that whole yeah yeah that's a great that's pretty much the opener isn't it to the episode that's great your favorite song uh halo yeah that's Haley's song Dom. cool Haley, halo come on (laughs) Two and two make four, you know what I'm saying? Uh, favorite background performer? One line or what, Less. Dom? Does the... What is the... How much does the security guard say? At the... Oh, yeah, he might... Hmm. He probably has he more might than say one t- he might say two things because they think they might question why Brooks not co- what not coming out. Huh. I don't know. That's the only They're... thing I don't. Dom, give you give you help that you right, did last time. What about time. any of the people that were playing poker? So like Emmanuel, maybe, or one of the two police officers? Oh, uh, I mean, then I'm going with Emmanuel. Nice. I don't think Emmanuel says anything. <laughs> So we're good with Emmanuel. One of the police officers says a couple of things, so Emmanuel is a good one to go for. Chris Keller's realization. Emmanuel uh, oh. <laughs> has an Adam's apple. <laughs> and then the precious, precious rating. Dom likes to ask at the moment. That's it's a new phase for him. We're just trying it out, see if it sticks, Dom. Finally, last but not least, the precious, precious rating. What did you have a do you have a number? Did you have a number in your head? I do. And has it changed at all? Okay. So we're we're not gonna do it on three, so because we have a a third guest on the podcast this evening, we're gonna do our ratings then so it'll just be you sharing your number with us when you're ready i'm going to say a nine with the caveat of if it goes to a 10 it can be a 10 oh i like that nice nice so taylor was a 10 you're a nine we'll see where we end up at the end it's a nine that could easily end at a 10 that's that's let's remember that let's remember that (laughs) I know what you like, Dom, with your remembering. (laughs) Your selective remembering. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, excellent. Well, uh, what about ravenshoops.net? Do you know why, Dom? Because basketballs go through. But Rihanna, they also go through. Net. Ravens, hoops. Dot net. Rihanna, you left us a really lovely review. Thank you so much for that. We appreciate that. So kind. You're most welcome. Anyone, well, anyone that's listening that would like to be as awesome as Rihanna, you can also leave us reviews. We're at 145, and our target is 200. Why 200, Dom? Because it's a lovely round number. I have no idea. Because <laughs> it's more than our competitors exactly that's exactly right 
got there in the end. <laughs> I had to think for a minute. I was just like, fill time, fill time. Fill. Oh, there we go. There's the answer. <laughs> well, that is the truth. We want to be solidified in history as, you know, the number one. And we're, we're almost there. We're only two and a half seasons in, baby. We've got, we got time here. But we still need another, like, let's call it 60 round it. Rihanna, do people live in your house with you? Not currently. My niece does, but she's away at college right now. So it's okay. just my dog. Um, we know your mom is only down the road now in her new condo. So yes, and my sister's around the corner. That's two. Do they both have <laughs> both have iPhones? They do. They do. And I, I will. I know my mission. I got it. There you go, Colonel. Has. <laughs> <laughs> Only fifty-eight to go. <laughs> Rihanna, are you coming? Are you coming with us in twenty twenty-five? I will be there. I went to the first one, and it was amazing. Oh, excellent! So I will be in there. the very, the very first one that they did. Yeah, that was my first. Oh, I, I called it my first impulsive con purchase because I like impulsively. It was like, okay, I'll go, and then I went, and it was amazing. So, who was there? Um, I got to meet all of the River Court guys. Um, Sophia Bush, Hillary Burton Morgan. Well, we know Chad wasn't there then. James? No. I was supposed to... Joy was supposed to be there, but she ended up having to cancel. Because she was filming a movie, I think. So, Joy. Uh, what? Wait, Rihanna, you you just uh, were with the people from Boy Meets World. I was. So dope. Topanga. So dope. I'm so jealous. No, no Topanga. Oh. No, no Corey. No Topanga. I got two thirds: Mr. Feeney, Sean, Angela, Eric. So good. So good. Not. Um, oh, I've forgotten her name. What's the redhead? girl's name from college yeah are you aware of her uh current occupation no i'll leave you to google that one (laughs) it's probably not safe (laughs) we know simon's been googling it i will check imdb and if it doesn't tell me i just won't know it might what are you watching on the treadmill it might tell you dawson's creek I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it might tell you on IMDb, but that, they're probably not titles that you're familiar with, I'm going to guess. <laughs> I'll just blissfully uh, in the dark. Oh, then. gosh. Oh, gosh. I mean, a lot of them are probably shot in the oh. dark. I don't know, but the... <laughs> I'm joking. Um, no, this is, this is a thing. I... <laughs> I uh, I saw it, I think, on, like, an article, you know, like, where are they now? Like, the people of, you know, Boy Meets World or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. But love that show. Dom, you haven't seen Boy Meets World, have you? You didn't watch it, like, no, religiously. No, I used to watch it when I was younger, a little bit, if it was on. But it wasn't a, a show that I really sort of clung to and watched a lot. I did. Do you have a, a favourite era of it, Rihanna? 
like the high school years over the college years. But I feel like that's when... much anything if they go from college or from high school to college. When Sean was just like making out with everybody all of the time. Uh, Sean. Oh, Sean. Ah, love Sean. <laughs> well, Rihanna, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for, for supporting me. us. Thank you for being part of this. And, uh, you know, it's, yeah, we're just super grateful for you. Are you going to come back for the watch along? I'll be there for part of it, yeah. We'll see you in an hour. Thank you so much for joining us. Honestly, it means a lot. And your kind words and and uh, from the review and, you know, supporting us. And it's it's brilliant to see you every week. It's great to see you in one of our hoodies, but we love your hoodies and T-shirts anyway. Um, and and great, great chat as well. So thank you so much for joining us and, and brilliant insight. You brought so much, so much great insight to, to this episode and on this episode of our podcast as well. So thank you so much. Thank you. Well, stay safe and we'll see you in an hour. Okay. Yeah, take care. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, Dom, we have done two legs of of our marathon. We have one leg to go. The to honey. Oh, oh no. <laughs> what, what, why is that? Because I don't you're, just know. Gonna, you're just gonna make her like design stuff live on the podcast aren't you the poor girl yes just leave her alone i am <laughs> she signed up for this she knew she knew what it She's was contracted. i i i want your dolphin to have a t-shirt <laughs> that just said just says i'll give you, know, you a blowhole what what would it say yeah i just didn't think i, I was gonna say that and i just thought we can't put that yes, on a t-shirt <laughs> People, people don't know the context. Matter. People don't know the context of Bobble and Squint. That's on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they might look and go, "Oh yeah, his eyes are a bit squinty, I guess," <laughs> and then just assume that his head's bobbling. You know, it's a bobble head. Well, Dom, let's talk a bit more about this episode. Um, what about Karen? Karen, um, she. <laughs> She she's kind of like the silent partner of this episode. She she has she has a few touching moments and she has a really really good speech that she does and about um like not conceding to to Dan but like conceding in the right way and um uh, it was it was a really really good moment but actually she's more like receiving knowledge and receiving information pretty much all the way through. And we have the moment where she picks up the phone dials whoever you know we don't know who she's dialing at the time and she asks the question because that that's kind of the whole edge of her episode isn't it is who has she just phoned who has dan revealed that she's the one that did it and how is she going to feel about that now i i think it's going to come to light that it was it's going to become very obvious to her that it that it was deb you know deb might even respond and say yeah it was me Lucas knows because he was there and yeah I just think Karen's Karen's going to have a bit of a whirlwind journey now of not really trusting her business partner excellent well we'll find out how that develops but now it is Tahani time (laughs) TT Tahani time so as Tahani is connecting 
Dom, I'll have you know that Tahani is the recent acquirer. Acquirer? What is the word? Depends what you're trying to say. I'm going to say acquirer of a cat. I think you're familiar that Tahani has a cat now. I've seen the little kitten. I believe its name is Lucas Eugene Scott. (laughs) Oh, Tahani, you're here. Uh, We're (laughs) talking about your cat. Um, Lucas, right? Okay, so I actually have a good story to go along with my cat. Let's have it. Well, Tahani's frozen. But bad internet. (laughs) (laughs) And it could be Lucas now. My cat. And then I, I took... Him slash her to the vet. And turns out Noxie is a boy. And so now it is a bit contentious. It's a bit like, do I change do I change his name? Do I not? Well, Tahani, as this as happened when you came on last time, your internet is patchy. Uh you're frozen currently. And we only heard the the second half of that story, which we can assume I don't even know if you can hear me now, but we can we're assuming that <laughs> Should I just keep talking? Should I check to Honey? Oh, okay. We can hear you now. We only heard the second half. So we, we got the gist that your cat is a boy. Girl you were cat unsure. Is now a boy you cat. Gave, yeah, and you must have given your cat a girl's name. So I'm going to guess that the cat's name originally was Betsy. And Dom, you're going to guess. Uh, I, I thought. Tahani actually said the the cat did it begin with an N? Yeah. Did. I didn't quite catch it, but let's say Nancy. Nancy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same name. Terrible name. For a cat. No offense Nancy listeners. Um Noxie was its oh, name. Yeah. Roman goddess of the night, something like that. Um but I was like I could just change it to Nox. And he responds to Noxie now. So it's a bit like, should I change it? Should I not? I don't know. But Lucas is a contender. I think it's a sophisticated name for a cat. <laughs> Call it Nathan. <laughs> Nathan. Nathan the cat. <laughs> well, Tahani, you're here, infamous on this podcast for being our fashion designer. You're basically the Brooke Davis of this podcast. How are things going? Good, good. Life is good, busy. I've missed the watch-alongs recently. Um, so I've been missing like the Ravens um, meetups and everything like that. But but life's good. Picking up. So that's exciting though. There was a period during, I think it was the lockdowns, where you were, you were eating KFC. There's a lot of late night foods with the watch-alongs. And that seems to have... Dom, I'm trying to have a very serious conversation. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So sorry. rude. My bad. Tahani, I'm so sorry about My Dominic. Bad. He's really off the rails. Um, <laughs> shut your mouth, Dominic, now. <laughs> we missed that because of your poor internet. May we have it again? <laughs> I said so unprofessional. What would the sponsors say? That's right, Dom. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Sahani, that's so perfect. I haven't told Dom this yet. Oh, we've, we been, we've been we've <laughs> we've been vetted for uh, for a product to place. Oh God! Um, on the podcast, 
Can can you guess what it is? I, I'm guessing. I'm guessing we're not allowed to say. Ooh. I mean, I think it's in our non-disclosure agreement that we signed. <laughs> so we probably shouldn't say anyway. I don't know because you don't tell me anything. I, I didn't even know who the three uh, ravens that were joining us today. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, that's how out of the fucking loop I am. I just made a video. <laughs> well, I think I can say this part. It was It's to do with um, erectile dysfunction. Of course it was. <laughs> of course it was. Do they so, know who your listenership is? Isn't it, like, mainly women? Yeah. 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 That's right. That's correct. And you've all got that problem. <laughs> I think it was uh, it was something to do with that, or um, do you yeah, don't know? Do you? Do you don't know. No, it was something to do. Biographical with that. women now, isn't there? Say there again. Is some, there is like some sort of biographical women now. Not. Maybe. I mean, I don't know how I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag ad. <laughs> there you go. Biographical <laughs> women is just aspirin. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, it's very Tahani. It's funny. I mean, I don't. Do you, do you you listen to the podcast still, right? Nearly. Did you say nearly? I said definitely. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I thought it was occasionally. <laughs> you, know, you know what it is? I like to have the sleep timer on for certain amounts of time because I do like to listen to podcasts before I go to sleep. But I like it takes me like an hour to fall asleep. So I'll have like, I'll put podcasts on and have a sleep time run, but the Patreon doesn't allow me to do that. So often I'll be a week behind. Uh, That's the same thing. I I listen to it like a week behind pretty much all the time. And then sometimes if, if I have time, then I'm just like, I'll put it on. And I listen to the whole, like the whole way through if I can. But I mean, I'm like five or six episodes behind some drama queens. So that tells you, you guys are my priority for sure. Thank you. Well, actually I haven't, Another thing I haven't told you, Dom, is we've been getting some reviews and things where people have been saying that who would have thought that we are a really good I can't oh, I'm gonna mess the syllables up in this accompaniment <sighs> to drama queens and people were saying that we've got some people saying that they're starting our podcast at the beginning and they're doing it one by one and listening to drama queens then listening to our one and sort of getting their perspective and then getting our sort of more in-depth i guess perspective back then when we were like more into it you know into the details of one tree hill but uh so that's nice that's good but tahani i was gonna say we mention you all the time on the podcast do you get like a kick out of that when you hear your name a little bit a little bit it does wake me up so if i am if i got sleep time on and i'm like oh, okay, I'm getting retired now. Maybe I should switch it off. And then I hear my name. I'm like, oh, there we go. It's a bit of an adrenaline rush. But, but yet um, you don't do anything we ask. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Being attacked for huge. Um, well, the thing is, there's just so many ideas. I don't even know which ones you guys are serious about anymore. So you should put like a poll up about what the next one you actually want done. And then maybe... We can get another one going. That would be cool. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. So, but can I just do the stone in the snow? Because I just don't know what <laughs> I would do for stone in the snow. Uh, 
it needs to happen i put that in the intro for two reasons one because i wanted dom to know that i said that first just before he did he He was thinking it but i made sure i said it first but also two because i wanted to keep it in circulation so that we can make something happen (laughs) i will write stone in the snow i'll write it and i'll write it for Bethany Joy Lenz, Hilary Burton, and Sophia Bush to all be in it. And then well, I'll... we could probably get it to them if we gave it to Paul. Yeah. Paul could direct it. We could direct it. Paul can fund it. <laughs> <laughs> he can produce it. We'll say we'll call him a producer and then just take his So money. Harney can do wardrobe. Oh, cool. Absolutely. There you go. Is there other parts you want to do to Honey? I don't want to pigeonhole you, you know. What else do you, can you do? What else can you do? <laughs> I mean, I think you've got me down for the poster design, unless you found another designer. That's uh, like marketing. Yeah, I like that. It's just add everything, you know. You guys are starting companies left, right and centre. We are. <laughs> off-head. Have we had any off-head <laughs> comments? Anyone with no. a bad haircut that needs fixing? Yeah. Tony, do you know anyone? Have you had a bad haircut? What are you trying to say? No, it looks lovely. I realise I just stepped straight into that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't had a bad haircut, but you, you'll be the first person I go to if I do. There you go. You guys want it. I really want to call someone <laughs> and tell them that we're regulating them and we've had a complaint. We're coming to do an audit. <laughs> I think it'd be really funny. Tell me to check your scissors. <laughs> yeah. Make sure they're up to standard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Tahani, when you listen back to this episode of the podcast, I think it'll be interesting because you are our third raven tonight. Oh, that is interesting. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, because we had, because we've got, because uh, we're fortunate and humbled to have such a community now there's no way to just have one person on each one so we actually had three people for this one uh but each hour is going to be very different because we kind of i'm not saying we tailor to the person necessarily but i think we can hold back we hold back and let loose on more on people depending on their comfort level you know (laughs) So you might get some of the brunt of this tonight, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Free rain now. (laughs) It's also getting late into the night, isn't it? So you guys are probably entering into deliriousness. (laughs) Probably zero one three on chat. (laughs) Right at the end, you're going to be like, right, favourite line, favourite character. (laughs) Well, we've talked a lot about, we've talked a lot about Nathan. We've talked a lot about Nathan, Chris, Brooke, Hayley, Dan, Dom just touched on Karen, where we haven't really talked much about. Yeah, go on, Dom. No, 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 you're going to say it anyway. Oh, it's Peyton. Um, and the fact that, I mean, this could we could rate this episode down, if anything, because there's two Peytons <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> okay, I'm glad that you guys didn't talk about Peyton, because I love Peyton in this episode. And I, I mean, yeah, there's double the snark, isn't there? with just her back and forth. But then I think you actually empathise with real Peyton because the other one's just such a bitch, <laughs> isn't she? 
True. But you, you really try, you really get to understand like the inner workings of Peyton through that, I think. But oh no, you're going to rate it down because of that. No, no, I'm joking. I just thought it was funny. I, it's a I, I, <laughs> I, I like this. The is it Angel of Death, isn't it? That's what we're calling it. Yeah, I quite I like that. I like that the show is leaning more into these aspects. We didn't get this in season one or season two. Like when we had Bevin, uh, like fantasizing or daydreaming or whatever about skills at the water fountain, like a few episodes ago, and now we've got this with uh Peyton and we had something else that was like dream sequences oh the the opening of the their previous episode where different people waking up in bed together and things I quite like some of those things because it's like you're in the mindset of the characters and you're feeling and imagining like what they are so no I I like it um and I think you're right it adds texture and depth to her character and we get to understand a bit more and it's her way of remembering that she's lost the bracelet i mean dom how do you feel about angel of death peyton and Uh, the fact that it's come back i mean were you expecting it to come back not not at all not at all i I honestly thought it was a one-off um the the sort of dressing up party um episode and when we were talking about the pop bunko that, and I was like, get that one because that's brilliant. I thought this, that was like a one-off Peyton event, and it's actually it's come back. And I'm now uh, almost the belief that Peyton has got some sort of is is going to have some sort of like psychological issue or like some sort of personality issue, like in, in terms of a disorder. Because there's there's one comment where um, it, it's at the point where Brooke storms in and goes, "Peace, Sawyer," and she like judders and she's like oh sorry oh, oh were you asleep and she's like i i don't know like oh i think so or something like that and it kind of makes me think oh this maybe this is going to be a recurring thing and 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 maybe play on uh peyton's mind a lot more but you know the angel of death peyton does say find the bracelet and i'll go away or, or kind of hints at that and and i think it's it's kind of anxiety and guilt is what's being presented to Peyton in in her in her dreams or like sort of slightly less conscious state. So uh, I'm just it would be really interesting if if One Tree Hill took a turn down that road and kind of had this weird element to Peyton where this this started popping up a little bit more often. But I'm not sure that will happen. Maybe maybe we'll see the Angel of Death again, but disappearing, kind of like fading out when she reconnects with. A birth mother, who I can't remember her name for the life of me now. What's her name? Cheryl Lee in real life. Uh, Ellie. 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 Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. But I, I think maybe she'll she'll e- either find the, the the bracelet or reconnect with with Ellie, and then we'll see the angel of death. Maybe in the distance, maybe behind her, or like she'll be like I kind of imagine like she's hugging Ellie, and over Ellie's shoulder, she's looking at the angel of death, and it just fades away and disappears. I think that would be really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I quite liked the added element and that pressure and the and the waking up and the like being shocked awake and it disappearing and yeah, it felt it felt quite good in this episode. I, I quite enjoyed it. What do you think, Tahani? How do you feel? Yeah, that's an interesting prediction. I'm just wondering, what do you think of the end then? Because the angel of death says to Peyton something like, "You can wake up now." 
and she's searching for Ellie on the computer and she finds her and then she doesn't actually wake up so I'm wondering what do you think is that is this is that coming so is that her leaving her dreams and actually coming into her consciousness when she's awake yeah yeah I think it's, it's becoming more of a like is it like I, I don't know how to describe it like like a personality disorder or it, you know some sort of I don't know psychosis I have no idea she's just you know she's taking on this uh it, it starts off as a dream and 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 the angel of death kind of hints at, at being there when she's not asleep as well like at, at another point and and it, it really does kind of make you think oh is this is this going to be a recurring thing and I, I think maybe once her guilt has disappeared or like that kind of anxious feeling of of loss again has gone and she needs to kind of redeem herself that the angel would will disappear but um it, it is a really really interesting concept i i, I kind of hope one tree hill kind of takes it on a bit uh, and tries to kind of deal with that issue and and, and go through it but uh, i'm not sure if it's kind of the right vibe for the show so I, I don't know but i think it'd be a really interesting take well the the humor in it is a good blend as well that there's jokes being made oh you know i eat the snacks and you get fat ha 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 i mean there there's some elements there <laughs> there's some elements there where she's doing the high-pitched voice thing again um which you know we have a problem with uh, like we've discussed many times i'm hungry it's not this you know we're not there yet but we, we're getting glimpses we're getting imagery here uh but some of the the jokes and things they're great i'm with it but it, again, it reflects someone that's like in their mid-twenties, I think, or someone older that would be this self-aware of, oh, look, I'm anxiety in the closet. Is that what she said? I think something like that. And and some of these other things that these are things that um, Dom and I have spoken about this on other podcasts that not on the Ravens podcast about. And actually, Sophia Bush, I meant to tell you this, Dom, because this is something I've been saying for a long time. And she said it on one of the Drama Queens episodes that the frontal lobe of your brain doesn't develop fully until you're like in your mid mid 20s like 25 26 where you're actually developed to be able to reflect properly on on your experiences and that's partly why you can say a lot of teenagers and adolescents people are so reckless right and not necessarily reconciling and reflecting and this feels like imagery of something that someone older would go through and again that's fine for me because i imagining it in that way i mean what what do you think about that tahani or do you think these are things that a teenager would be aware of yeah the way it's presented i do know what you're saying especially her being so conscious of it being her guilt being manifested or her anxiety being manifested but then she does say stuff like um no no wear a bitch try to keep up okay which is very teenage so there are certain elements where we see like teenage pain, I feel like come back. Um, and then I think especially the, well, the problems that she has going on, like I think the best interaction between her and Angel of Death, so like Peyton, real life Peyton, Angel of Death Peyton is where she's really going through it and she's like asking her, you know, am I going to look stupid? Am I pretty enough? And then she goes really deep and she's like, oh, you know, did Jake just want to get into my pants? And then, the kicker, I think, is where she's like, oh, should Lucas be with me and not Brooke? Which is crazy that it happens in this episode where you see Lucas and Brooke reunite. And it just 
reintroduces that triangle right when you think oh it's Brooke and Lucas absolutely and then we've got suddenly we've got Peyton being like oh Jake or Lucas and she seems conflicted so I think that's very teenage that setting up all those elements yeah something I said uh, previously is like on this episode uh, as we were discussing um, the the Lucas and Brooke dynamic is that I said that I don't see because they kind of reconcile at the end of the episode and they're together and uh, I said to Simon like one of my predictions is that I don't see Brooke and Lucas making it kind of beyond season three um, as as a couple but I do see another attempt at a relationship between Peyton and Lucas because it's kind of like unfinished business and and that line in the episode really kind of hammered that in for me is that I, I really think that there's gonna there's more to come from a Lucas Peyton relationship than than there ever will be with a Brooke Lucas relationship. So um, I'm pleased you said that. I'm pleased you brought it up because it's kind of like my my future thinking is that that is what is gonna come and what will happen. But again, I don't know when. I I, I kind of think season four. But you you kind of completely blindsided by lucas and bevan relationship that they've seeded in <laughs> lucas and bevan yeah if, if... she notebooks him and just goes from there <laughs> i think that would work i think that would work well bevan's hilarious <laughs> yeah and she and she knows her basketball she knows her plays right yeah. so perfect uh is the... what else can we talk about with peyton where, where else does she go? Where else does she go through? Is, is that pretty much it? Are there any other major points? The, there's the moment that she has in the the prison cell where she she kind of says to book book. She says to book. She says to Brooke. It'd be it'd be better if Lucas. You know, maybe it'd be better if Lucas found your letters, and this would kind of all mm. be over. Because, uh, uh, and she basically plants the seed of he needs to read the letters to to get over this, so both of you can get over this because it's. I think she's kind of getting bored of it now as well. I think they're all just fed up of the games and they want it over. And she's, you know, Haley kind of brings it up a little bit, but, but she really sort of lays into it. And I thought, oh, it was a bit harsh. And kind of Simon had said earlier that Haley in this episode is a much better friend to Brooke than Peyton is in terms of how she kind of connects with her and encourages her and, and tries to support her on her journey. Um, because Peyton is very harsh and sarcastic. But I think also Peyton has has a really good point of just get it over and done with, bite a bullet, you know, sort yourself out because once it's done, it's done. He's going to know how you really feel and, and we can all move on. Yeah, definitely. I think Hilary Byrne plays that really well as well, mm. where she's just lying down in the cell. She looks like she's exhausted. She looks like she's sleep deprived and she's got this thing haunting her. Um and yeah, I know what you mean about her voice in this episode. I, I knew you'd say that. I just had a feeling. But I do think she plays it really, despite her delivery. <laughs> Hilary Burton, I think, not to jump ahead, but I think she plays this episode really well, especially in moments like that. And then like her more vulnerable moments where she's like looking for the bracelet or, you know, having those the intense interactions with basically herself. Yeah. Dumb. I was gonna say one of my one of my favorite lines is, is in the episode is Peyton as the, the angel of death, saying what you said earlier, Simon, um, and and the way she says it, 
because I thought it was really funny. Like the sarcastic element of of her subconscious is 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 brilliant, um, and it's kind of like you don't want that to come out as real pain. You quite like it being the internal pain, and and us seeing that when she's like, "I eat the snacks and you get fat." <laughs> she makes that noise, <laughs> and I thought, "Oh, actually, that's like in this context, it's really good." Like if she was doing that, mm. if she was doing that to Haley or Brooke, it'd be like, "Why are you being a bitch?" But she's been a bitch to herself, so it's like it, mm. it really worked. I really liked it. Yeah, no, I agree. I think this is the time to do it. Yeah. This is the time to do the voice. <laughs> Keep it internal in your head. Fine. Let it dry you, know? you nuts. No, yeah, <laughs> torture yourself with it. No, she she's a really she's a really good actress. I mean, that's something that I think propels the show for always and is the driving factor behind it is that they have all these young actors that are all so good, like across the board, like all the main six but you know all of the sort of secondary characters as well and then they're backed up by the wealth of experience of the of the older um actors so that's and we say this all of the time if you had lesser actors in there then the show wouldn't be what it is so yeah she she is really good said it okay i've always said it but we just find it funny that she's annoying a lot of the time as well. And it's okay for us to have an opinion that's different to other people, particularly to other podcasts, which you could say are PG rated. And we're not that. We have an audience that like some of the more explicit blue humour that Dom and I have manifested throughout our lives as really good friends. It doesn't seem like we get to meet many of these people on the podcast or the community because we seem to just come across people that maybe are a little bit offended by some of the things we say, but yet they keep listening and they keep joining us on the Patreon and in our community and the watch-alongs and giving us reviews, but I don't really understand because not many people we meet that say, hey, it's actually really funny and I like what you do. You're right, Simon. Yeah, do you feel better for that? Was that Angel of Death, I Simon? Mean, I kind of went into my own annoying kind of tone, <laughs> my own Peyton. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're good. Somebody needs a break. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to call it a breakdown, but... <laughs> Tahani gets the sleep deprived hour (laughs) i shared this with dom uh oki one of our one of another one of our uk listeners and friends sent (laughs) said i just wrote a review for you guys on is it Castbox? i think it is and she went look i wrote this one and then but look at the review that's beneath it and it said something the one beneath it said something like um did it say dom i think it said something like uh we're not very funny i'm really interested yeah i'm really interested in what people think of the of this podcast i'm really struggling with their accents uh and they're not particularly funny but i kind of like it (laughs) (laughs) how her internal monologue must be fucked I wonder if it's like a British thing. Do you think some of our stuff is flying over, like because like people aren't getting that a lot of it is sarcasm? I think that's or is that? I think that's why a lot of people listen because it's heavy sarcasm because of the British thing. All oh, right, just because of how we sound. Yeah. 
a meme. You you and all your silly accents. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you heard the last episode, Tahani, of Dom doing just like five minutes of accents <laughs> to request as well? Just in different acts. Can you do the Newcastle one just for Tahani? Just just to the end of the episode, just being a Newcastle accent. No, just oh sure, no. You got to say no way, Pin. Angel of Death. <laughs> Welcome to Big Brother. <laughs> you, I was make you were saying we're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. We're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. <laughs> of podcasts, of One Tree Hill podcasts, basically. Yeah. Well. Anyway, that took a turn. Uh, Tahani, Dom. I, I was I was going to ask Tahani. So Tahani, we we kind of covered uh, like all the characters over the last sort of couple of hours. But what I'd quite like from yourself is uh, is I, I made a comment about the, the the dynamics between the duos. There's a lot of duos in this episode, and it, it's duos that you wouldn't necessarily normally see together. So we have uh, you know Nathan and Chris and Haley and Brooke. Although we have seen them more together more recently, they they've become a lot closer. Um, Peyton and Peyton, which is very odd. You, you know Dan and Karen and so on and so forth. You, you kind of get where I'm going with this. Kind of how would you kind of sum up all the weird relationships in this episode and kind of the the direction they're going because uh, i i think i think this episode is quite unique in terms of how each relationship has played out and i kind of i quite like your sort of thoughts on it as well that's a really good point um i didn't notice that but that that's a that's a good observation you made that it's all sort of split up into these duos i feel like it's everybody looking for closure from a lot of what's going on so we've got obviously Nathan and Chris, which is like fantastic duo. <laughs> to me, this is where he comes into his element. Yes. Like this is that's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to be on this episode. because um, Chris has been pretty good the part like the whole of season three, but this is where you really see him shine. He's just so funny in this episode. And then they finally get that closure between them when Nathan, I feel like, finally forgives Chris. Um and Chris also is like able to actually bear, okay, this is this is the like position that I played in your lives for this period of time and yes it was confused and yes I didn't know what I was doing but this you know actually deep down I had now I have your best interests at heart and then you've got Dan and Karen obviously you've got them coming to a head with the mayoral election Peyton and Peyton well like we'll see whether that develops further with your predictions but she does find Ellie at the end so I feel like that's been playing out the whole of season three as well where she's constantly bat- like battling with herself about whether she wants Ellie to be in with her in her life and I think what's actually interesting about that is even in the middle of the episode where Brooke um, wakes Peyton up you do see Ellie's article on the wall even at that point and you see a lot of Peyton's art throughout of um, like her mum's gravestone like her adopted mum's gravestone and then you see in the background um, Larry sailing away so you've got this this Peyton's got like this big gap in her life that she's trying to fill and I think she knows that Ellie can help her do that but and she wants she wants that from her but then she's just constantly fighting with herself and so I feel like she comes to a closure okay I found her now am I going to go after her so I think I think it kind of it's almost it could be like a mid-season finale I feel like this episode even though I don't think it was but I, I do think everybody kind of comes to a point with their pair 
and then and then also then kind of branches off into their new um their new duo where, where you know you've got the nearly reunion you've got the brucus reunion so you've got karen talking to people on the phone and then deb leaves as well so you've kind of got deb out on her own now well that that's actually reminded reminded me that there are two characters that we haven't quite uh fully finished one being deb um and the other one there are elements of lucas that we haven't quite covered we covered lucas and brooke which quick quick check temperature check with you tahani when they were having that breakdown before they reconciled who were you who is whose side were you on brooke or lucas that's a tough one I think for once I'm on Lucas's side, even though I think he needs to stop harping on and feeling sorry for himself. What Brooke did, I think, was at that point not really forgivable. And I think it's quite big of Lucas to forgive her at the end, even though I took, I get why he did and she's pours her, like, her heart out to him. I think I'm on Lucas's side. The one thing that makes me not want to be on Lucas's side is his awful, awful outfit in this episode it's so bad and it sticks in your head because it's such a big moment between them and him like the way he like sidles down his stairs as well I'm like you don't look like you're the star of a tv show right now at all what are you wearing he's starting to transition into shaggy from (laughs) scooby-doo like in this period his hair's all disheveled he's suddenly got a really big dog you know it's just a whole look he goes for Definitely. <laughs> yeah, he's not looking good. And, by and that context, hurts. He's looking great. Just putting it out there. And he's becoming more age-appropriate, James Lasty, at this point. He's always been younger, like older than me when I've been watching. And now I'm like, oh, you're significantly younger than me now. When can I start making comments and not be weird? <laughs> I think I can start now. He's like 2021 here, so it's fine. <laughs> it's, do you know, it's funny you say this, right? There's um, on Instagram it's people know this uh i'm a massive mighty ducks fan and there's an, a fan page that's by by a woman that's a british woman and it's just everything is mighty ducks it's, it's crazy she's probably posts like five times a day and it's all mighty ducks stuff and it's all this stuff but she grew up like loving the characters you know like, like when she was a kid like having crushes on some of like the the you know the boys in it or whatever but now i think she's probably like maybe older older than we are um so she's probably in like her late 30s or whatever and then there's times where she has to clarify that it's just like you know oh he's my favorite and whatever and then it's like yeah but i think he's like 11 years old (laughs) like (laughs) i mean and she sort of puts in you know if age appropriate then this that and the other but it's a weird thing because you don't think of it like that you think of it as well i watched it when i was eight seven eight nine years old or whatever so you keep it in that mind context so we're not judging you Tahani, is what i'm trying to say it's okay Appreciate it. dom's judging, judging you a little bit judging you a little, a little bit, bit yeah, he just said definitely <laughs> but he always well, we're is about to talk about deb so <laughs> i would keep the judgment at bay. one thing just very very quickly before we move on to deb because i know you're excited about um Chris and, and Nathan, as I said earlier, that the, the dynamic between these two in this episode is what I would love the dynamic between uh, Nathan and Lucas to be, is that you have the, the the kind of the funny man, straight man, 
you know, because Chris is a total buffoon, but is actually like really clued up and, and kind of does, he does everything wrong. And then it all kind of boils down for the right reason at the end. And um, I, I would love it if Lucas was, was like that. And, and these two were like these half brothers that had this weird connection. But um, like the, the Chris and Nathan show is something I would definitely watch like as an isolated show. I think, I think them as a, as a combination is, is brilliant and it worked so well in this episode. So um, what are your thoughts on, on that? And like, if, if we took the, the Chris element out and made him Luke, like Lucas like that, do you think that would work? I think the way Lucas is not really because Lucas is even more of a straight man than Nathan sometimes. Yeah, he drives me Isn't nuts. Making the moral high ground. Yeah. It is a bit, but it's funny that you say that because when they were on the road trip, it reminded me of Nathan and Lucas in season one when they were out on by themselves. It was the dynamic was a lot like that, especially when Nathan's like sucker punching Chris over and over and over, and it does remind you of that 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 episode. I think I think that'd be hilarious, but I don't think Lucas could play that role because Lucas is like this moral center of the show. I think. Um, he's always about doing the right thing. That's kind of what I said about Chad Michael Murray. I, I don't think Chad Michael Murray kind of has that, not, not that he doesn't have that range, but he doesn't have that sensibility to be able to play that sort of buffoon, silly character uh, and and take that on because he is always going to be the heartthrob or the, the heartthrob, you know, him, you know, playing the equal to, to James Lafferty, you know, in, in this um, but he is kind of seen as the the star of this show, isn't he? So, yeah, great, great answer. Thank you. Now, n- now onto something age appropriate, Deb. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, friend of the show. Of the I show. still, I've still got text messages from her. I can't bring myself to delete them <laughs> because it just feels surreal. But the pictures you know? she sent you. <laughs> he's gone red <laughs> he's blushing <laughs> no 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 there were no pictures i'm a married man but i but you know you know how in friends they're like ross laminates his list of like celebrities maybe maybe i could i could ask f and be like can she be on my list is it okay i mean i and she says yes, and I'm like, okay, on to WhatsApp. 2025. Hey, <laughs> Simon's putting a, um, a black scrunchie on the door handle. <laughs> oh, my God. Either that uh, or he becomes Harry Corbin <laughs> under the table. God. <laughs> Barry, I said no respectfully, please. <laughs> How many times? nice so deb um deb 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 is the one we see the flashbacks uh, she she looks great in a black hood we said that it comes down and it's just like yeah deb i mean not many people can look good you know burning a dealership down am i right to honey no, I completely agree. I, every time I watch that, I'm like, why does she look so good in a black hoodie? She's all zipped up, like, you know. <laughs> she looks, Yeah, she looks great. She always looks great, to be honest. I you mean, it's a, it's a word that Dominic likes to steal from me sometimes, but he did get it from me. It's the juxtaposition of the, the 
the, the sort of the light blonde hair on then like the dark hoodie and i guess it's just serendipitous that that would always be the way it was meant to be <laughs> are you laughing at the juxtaposition and then the serendipity oh, it's... you have say those words at least once per, per episode I, I, I got them in earlier on the episode both in that order as well just to just to try and get there before he did <laughs> I can't wait to see you in person and put your handcuffs back on <laughs> how dare you disrespect me like this in front of people as well They're terrible <laughs> terrible I can only apologise <laughs> In 2025, I will be bringing you a ball. (laughs) We will be putting it in. Oh, Viagra and ball gags. Brilliant. (laughs) What is this? That will be the black scrunchie on the door. What has it become? What has this become? It's it's coming up to quarter to 11. This is what happens. Past the watershed. And then we get to 11 and I say, Dom, we have to go. We must keep going. And then you say, make them wait. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shall we, uh, what can we talk about with Deb? And then we should go into judgments just to make sure we get enough time for that. Is there anything else we need to talk about with Deb? Well, Lucas knows. Lucas brings it up to her. Did you guys talk about the big reveal when you find out that Deb, was the one not, 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 not really we, we kind of, sort of touched on it a little bit but please tell us what happens so we have Dan about to win the mayoral election and then we have Lucas come up to Deb and say um, and no Deb asks him how's your mum and then um, Lucas says she's worried about you but she doesn't know that it's you that she's worried about and we start to hit the flashback and he, Lucas reveals that Deb was the one to set fire to the dealership and that he knows and he saw her um, and that the card that he's been holding on to is the last shred of evidence um, and that maybe her having that could set him her free, although I don't know why he thinks that because Dan is on a full-on rampage to try and find out who killed him. Um, and, and then we have this crazy flashback scene with, like, it scored really well as well, that, that scene with the flashback of Dan winning and... You know, we thought they thought that they killed us or whatever he said. And then he you can't kill Dan Scott and the back and forth. I thought that was shot really well and edited really well. Um, so, yeah, we find out it was Deb who tried to kill Dan. And we, yeah, perfectly said. And we said this earlier, but John Nordstrom really killed the the score on this episode. It really feels like he's just fully like come into his own like that he's really comfortable in knowing how he wants to score these episodes and how how uh you know just uh just getting the tones and everything perfectly right it's so good and i like it how lucas is stood just out of shot of where he can be seen when he's talking to deb so we can everyone else can see deb but can't see that she's like having a conversation and then like you said and then she she leaves She's gone, which is another character, Dom, that's in our opening titles that has left. You know, Keith is in our opening titles for every episode. We haven't even seen him in season three yet. So are you saying she's left? She's left. I know that she's she's driven off, but it doesn't mean she's gone. I mean, that's what I read. That's what I read from it. Is that not what you read? Because I 
I have a couple of theories, and I'm not sure which one to to stick with. Well, let's let's hear it. That's why we do this. Um, Cooper has has got to fill in for someone. I'm still determined for him to appear. So whether he fills in for Keith or Deb, I don't know. But it's looking likely it might be Deb now, if if Deb is about to to disappear and and just sort of vanish from existence. Um, I almost think that Dan isn't going to call the police because he wants this to be able to control her to be able to control Nathan so he might even allow her to to continue if she disappears it will be saying threats basically I'll tell the police you know this will happen that will happen you'll never see Nathan again and blah 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 um and it but he'll use that the knowledge of knowing that it was her for complete control but I kind of think maybe maybe she does need to disappear for a little bit for someone like Cooper to come in. I, I'm convinced he's going to come back at some point and, and be a presence and fill in for someone. So whether that's that's her or not, I'm not sure. But I think Dan will use it as control rather than telling the police. You, you know, he'll kind of always have that over her and go, oh, I figured it out, you know, I'll, I'll share the information with the police and you'll be kind of done for, you'll never see Nathan again and... Uh, it will all be basically forcing her to be that happy wife that she will never be because he wants to keep up appearances, like like we say. <laughs> That's it. That's your cute Ivan. <laughs> Keeping up appearances. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we know the rest. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, interesting. Can't say anything because we have to see how it plays out. But we also need to see how it plays out is the judgments. Tahani, who is your favourite performer of this episode? Okay, so I was between Hilary Burton and James Lafferty. I'm going to go with Hilary Burton because I know neither of you are going to pick her. Oh. <laughs> I think she does a great job playing that really exhausted, really like haunted um, character. And yeah, it's a really good point that you brought up, Dom, that that voice works for that subconscious uh, version of her. Um, and yeah, it should probably just stay there. You're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think she does a great job of playing it in this episode and I, I enjoy seeing that dark angel character as well so I think I think Hilary Burton for me nice Domi my favourite performer well Tahani you're not often wrong but you are wrong it is Hilary Burton <laughs> I thought Hilary Burton did a brilliant job uh, as as double painting in this episode for ex- exactly the same reasons that you said so um, yes Hilary Burton on this episode great 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 job Hilary good job and uh, Simon, who are you picking as your performer of choice? Well, you might think that Chris Keller is shuffling the cards because we got a full house. Because I also think Hillary Burton, hey. Tahani, <laughs> judging, assuming, <laughs> assuming. Uh, I, yeah, I think she put in a really good performance. I think 
I, I also really like the angel of death. Um, I think it's a really fun aspect for like what we said about earlier. I like that they're going into these kind of avenues of the show and we're sort of seeing people's yeah inner thoughts. And I think, yeah, it's cool imagery. So I'm going to say her as well. What about your favorite character, Tahani? I'm going to give it to Chris Keller. Chris it is. Just think he's so funny in this episode. He really brings that comic relief. Um and and then also just that that very sort of human moment you get with him at the end as well, where he sells his guitar to get Haley's masters and you see that he really does care and he's like, Okay, I'm leaving now. My you know, my work here is done. I can tell you you and Haley still love each other and I'm out. You know, I'm gonna leave it to you, so Chris. Good choice. Dominico? Well, if I had written any notes for this podcast, I would accuse Tahani of reading them because it is also going to Chris Keller, who I thought uh, was a brilliant character in this episode. Uh, it was very, very funny, and I enjoyed it all the way through, and exactly the same reasons that that lovely sentiment at the end as well. Uh, and he takes um, a car dashboard um, to the face and punches from Nathan extremely well. So, well done, Chris Keller. And what about you, Simon? Favourite character? Well, Marty might get a little <laughs> bit suspicious because it's another full house. I also <laughs> am choosing Chris Keller because he's perfect in this episode. It's my favourite Chris, some of my favourite Chris Keller moments. There are some amazing ones still to come, but yeah, this is some of my favourite. Running! So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Keller can't swim. I love it. I love it all. I love it. In particular, I don't know why. I really love it when he's just like, you know, this is Emmanuel. These are the cops. Hi, guys. (laughs) I love that. Tahani, favorite background performer, one line or what, Dom? Less. It's the woman on the TV when Brooke is watching. So, oh, no. That's a great choice. You could call it serendipitous, Dom. <laughs> and juxtaposed in some way, I'm sure. Definitely. <laughs> Always. Yeah, her slap. But, Dom, did you know what they were saying? Because it was in Spanish, right? Oh, it, it was in Spanish, but I didn't pay any attention. I could go back and watch it and find out if you like. It's a good old-fashioned telenovela. Who doesn't love a telenovela? They're awful. They're so bad. But my that wasn't my choice. I thought you were going to pick my same choice for, for background performer. But my favourite person in this episode, like, for in, for background, was, was the other lady in the jail cell that just goes, nope. Mm. And they're like, oh, oh yeah. shit. And they move away. I thought she was great. Just one one word. All she needed, and she's in charge of that cell. It was fantastic. So, it, it goes to it goes to Lady in the Cell for me. <laughs> what, what about you, Simon? I like orange jumpsuits. Love them, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah, she was mine as well. Just yeah, no. Just <laughs> she was the colonel of that she cell. Absolutely I was. That. Well, Tahani, what about your favourite line? Oh, there's so many good ones. Oh, oh. Do you guys want to go first? I need to pick one. I've got like 10. You can give us your honourable mentions as well if you want. We can do all of them then. 
go for it. But you have to decide on one by the end. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Keller was doggy paddling just fine. <laughs> yeah. Chris Keller was drowning just fine. Or sinking just fine, whatever it was. That was good. Um, here's 50 bucks on a condom. You two can get a room. We're playing so far. That was, Marty delivered that perfectly. I don't know what the actor's name was. Um, oh, I also liked Mine's Out at Sea or Dead or Banished from Peyton. That was a good one. Yeah. I think, I think Chris, Chris Keller was doggy paddling just fine. That's probably it for me. Excellent. That's a great line. Dommy? I, I've got a few as well. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You think Emmanuel's a dude? Emmanuel, <laughs> that's an Adam's apple. It's such a good moment. Such a good moment. Um, I actually really liked it when Peyton says, "I didn't know my subconscious could be such a bitch," and I think I'm going to pick that as my favourite line. What about you, Simon? Nice. Uh, I'm going to say. It's not even funny. I don't even know why, but I just love it so much when he just says, "Hey guys," to the to the police officers. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just it's just the whole imagery of that. He knows everyone there, and he's done this so many times, and it's just yeah, I like that. Music. Do you know one that I'm gonna yeah music, but one I'm gonna add uh, this week that I'm gonna see if we we'll try it now and we'll see how we feel about it and maybe we'll add this in as a weekly thing. Um, fashion choice, your favorite item of clothing that was worn in this episode. <laughs> Tahani. Are you my least favorite? <laughs> everything that Shaggy Chad was wearing <laughs> absolutely um, I thought those orange jumpsuits were very well tailored for prison outfits they were I have to perfect say perfect fit weren't they, <laughs> they were. <laughs> I like Brooke's outfit at the end her like very sort of 2000s jeans with the tank top and the leather jacket and then stood next to Lucas. She looked immaculate and shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. Nice. Excellent. Domi? I will say the clothes over bros uh, fashion show when Bevan comes out. She was looking pretty funky and swanky. So. Oh, yeah. We didn't really talk about we'll that. Go with, I'm glad you brought that we'll up. go with that. Well done, Bevan. What about you, my friend? I'm going to go with um, with Deb's black hoodie, of course. Nice. Nice. I bet it smells great. <laughs> uh... <laughs> we all know she's not got much on underneath. <laughs> You're all thinking it. <laughs> Anything at all. And that's why Lucas was really there. <laughs> <laughs> hovering like the bad smell he is. <laughs> oh god! Wafting. She's like, "What is that? What soul patch? <laughs> that mildew? How's that mildew is out that, here? Is that from the bottom of your trousers where you've just been dragging it in the in the rainwater and puddles <laughs> and dirt? <laughs> why are you wearing Birkenstocks in the winter? <laughs> why are your feet black? <laughs> Oh god. So 
uh, song, favorite song to Harney? Um, the end montage song for Blue Skies, Strays Don't Sleep. Some iconic moments there. The Navy reunion, it's especially, I always remember it by that song. Didn't get to talk about it, but that's okay. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> no, but I, I love that song. I think that perfect montage song. Yeah, agreed. Tommy? Holiday. <laughs> Holiday. <laughs> Holiday. That one in the car. And he fixes the tape deck. He does. Yeah. And yourself, Simon? I I can see the shittiness I, in your eyes when you're just like, and you can't Nobody asked me. I'm asking you every time now, every single time. I like it. I like it. It's polite. It's polite it's nice to be asked. Yeah. Um, I can I can I say John Nordstrom just like the. The in between, or is that a cop out? I just really liked all of the the score. It was very good. If not, then Holiday is. It good. was very good. I think you have to. Have I that think answer. you can say John Nordstrom because it 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 was noticed. It really really noticeable in this episode because like you mentioned it last week or the week before about the, his kind of takeover. Um, and me, I, I I'd said I'd, I'd need to go back and watch kind of season one, two, and three, and and kind of get the sense of that change. But I really really noticed it in this episode. So yeah, definitely mention it. Excellent. So yeah, so I say that. And then finally, the precious, precious, to Harney say it one time? Precious. Dom? Precious! Rating. <laughs> now, Tahani, we know what the other two... We haven't given our our uh, ratings, but we know that, and we will share with you so it's equal, that Taylor rated this a 10, uh, Rihanna rated this a nine with the caveat that if people went for a 10, that she would up it to a 10. And that's where we're at. So Tahani, before we had this conversation, did you have a number in mind? I did. Did it increase, decrease, or stay the same during this conversation? Same. Dommy, same questions. <laughs> I had a number and it it has gone up by one. And yourself, Simon? <laughs> Right, Jesus! I have to do everything, all the heavy lifting. You have no muscle because I do it all. Um, yeah, had a number, stayed the same. Let's do this. After three, one, two, three, ten, ten. Yay. Easy money. That's easy money. That's Chris Keller put the poker money down. Everyone aces all round. Everyone easy money. Tahani, we appreciate you. It's always so much fun chatting with you and, you know, developing the friendship, the community. We've got so much to talk about on the plane ride to Wilmington in 2025. Um, Yeah, thank you so much for your support and for, uh, you know, your insight and being here with us. Oh, thank you so much. It was a blast as per usual. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. It's always always great having you on. You, You bring so much to it and your and the episodes that you've joined us on it's it's brilliant and uh really really enjoy talking to you so thank you so much and thank you for your support again as well well let's ravens on free to get out of here tahani do you have an accent that you'd like dom to do for you and perform Ooh, german i don't know why that just came oh, to god my head, but... <laughs> <German>. <laughs> nine <laughs> <laughs> 
bef- can you say that we're the motherfucking gangsters of right now before going into the count? Uh, we are the motherfucking gangsters of right now. <laughs> Excellent. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Ravens on the free. <laughs> One, two, three. Ravens! Ravens! <laughs> <laughs>